0: Sifters, it's the big 3-3 Game Face, episode 33 on Sifted Games. Hope you guys are having an excellent Tuesday. Today's show is going to be absolutely massive. It is... Buckle up, we might hit the three-hour mark. (laughs) It is... We've never loaded this many clips in for an episode of Game Face, ever. Um, Obviously, tons of huge stuff have gone down since the last episode with the Game Awards and PlayStation Experience up in San Francisco. And we're going to talk about all of it, and we're not going to waste a lot of time with the intro this week, even though this is our last regular episode of Game Face for the years. A little bit sad, I think, Matt. Eh, we'll be back. Yeah, we'll definitely be back. But uh, it's been a great year. Uh, definitely a great year for Game Face. Definitely appreciate you guys always tuning in, especially the people who show up for our stream. Um, it definitely makes the show feel more vital, knowing that you guys are there to interact with. and definitely makes the end of the show much better than it would be without you guys. So
1: yeah.
0: everyone who's on the stream right now, we really appreciate it, you guys showing up every week. You guys are really dedicated and uh, it's really awesome. So thank you very much. I just want to say before we get into the show, for anyone who maybe missed last week's episode and who's watching this archived on Sifted, if you look right down here, there's an MP3 button in the player. And if you, uh, if you click that, you can right click it and you can save the MP3, or you can just click it and listen to it in your web browser. Uh, but finally, we have the audio only version of Game Face. Available for you guys. Also, Pactor Factor is going to has an audio component now as well. So if you guys want to take the show on your holiday travels with you, you can definitely do that. Uh, Just one more reminder before we get get off onto the show. Um, Thursday, Matt and I will be doing our Game of the Year episode of Game Face. So this isn't actually the last episode of the show. But it's the last normal episode of Game Face for 2015, so the remaining episode is weird. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So we're going to uh, probably have about 10 to 15 awards to give away on Thursday. Again, that's just in two days. So with faces. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're going to come up with a couple fun awards, but we'll mm-hmm. be doing the traditional stuff too. Like we'll do, you know, some of the bigger genres, our favorite games for each genre. And we don't want to loop around too much because what what I found doing uh, awards at game trailers was a lot of times you have like best first person shooter and then you have like best graphics and you have like game of the year and at that point if you've done all those other categories you've kind of tipped your hand mm-hmm. for game of the year. So we're not going to go as crazy as I used to when I ran editorial at GT, but we are going to definitely have some fun with them and pick kind of all the categories you would expect as well. So definitely excited for that. Like I said in 2 days time, tune back in here live on Twitch and uh, of course it'll be archived on the site as well, but we got a lot of show to get to, so let's hit the big 6. <laughs> so we talked about the game awards last week Mm -hmm. pretty extensively we were both wrong on our picks for what we thought would be game of the year i was surprised yeah i don't know if i was actually that surprised i think i was more surprised that they got it right (laughs) yeah
2: but i mean i was thinking you know either fallout or mario maker yeah uh,
0: i would have actually been really surprised if mario maker won
2: I I was basing it off of last year's where Nintendo like practically swept the thing for yeah. reasons that escape me. So yeah. I was just kind of thinking like maybe we just got a lot of it, uh, Nintendo fans, I don't know. Yeah. And Mario Maker, you know, Mario Maker isn't bad. Mario Maker. Oh no, no 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 no. Mario no. Maker's a, a
0: good. No one like, no one would have grown if it won. No, I mean. no
2: Mario Maker's a good you know booster shot of like oh this is why I like this hobby kind of thing you know. Yeah. Like there's you know now that I have a Wii U and I
0: actually you know dug into that game a little bit. I'm like yeah it's it's legit. Yep. So, before we actually start talking about the awards, we're going to talk about something that kind of happened the day before the awards. This was the most commented story on Sifted, curated story on Sifted over the last week. Obviously, our original show's got more comments than this, but... So, what happened was, like, the day before the show, somebody raised a huge stink about the fact that there were only two women on the editorial panel for mm-hmm. the Game Awards. And... Uh, a couple publications basically demanded of Jeff either you make it 50-50 women and guys in the advisory panel or we're bailing. And Jeff basically said that's impossible. It's the day before the show. Yeah. Everything's tallied already. It's not happening. And so a couple sites basically bailed on being a part, even though they had already done their voting and been a part of the process, they bailed on it late. We're not going to promote Thing right we 're basically saying we don 't want to be attached to this if the disparity between men and women is going to be so big as far as the editorial ed- the editorial uh, team is concerned, the people who actually vote on these awards now there's some co- some confusion because Jeff lists like some publishers as like a council or so something like an advisory council. Just to clear it up. Do you think we should give your game an award? Or... Right, yeah. <laughs> the publishers do not actually vote on the awards. That doesn't mean that they're, like, a part of the voting process. Basically, what they do is that they tell Jeff how they think the awards should go thematically, stylistically. Mm. It's not them, like, voting on the awards. That's all handled by journalists. Like so you
2: can't, it's just like you can't, like do something with, with one of the games that's like against how they want to present their own game. Kind right. Of. It's it's like, like, you can't do a F- Fallout porn video. Right, kind of exactly.
0: Like, they talk about the tone of the show and how they want the industry represented in general. They have nothing to do with who actually gets or receives the awards. So, anyway, back on what we were talking about before. So, Matt, how do you feel about this? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm a big advocate of women...
2: Being part of gaming, but like if, because isn't, as far as I understand it, Criterion was, was uh, he just gathered a bunch of editors in chief of major publications, and um, like that's who the panel was basically. And it's yeah,
0: just it, so you know, typically how it works, and I should, probably should have explained it, because I was a part of the editorial committee for seven or eight years or something like that. It generally is just either the editor in chief of a site, and not every site is a part of it. Jeff kind of picks and chooses, we're not a part of it because mm-hmm. obviously we're not big enough, and I guess he doesn't think we have enough influence at this point for me to be on it again. But basically it's the editor-in-chief of the sites that he chooses or the most senior editor at that publication. And then there are some publications like, let's say the Washington Post, where there's just like one games writer, right. or the New York Times where there's just one games writer. Those guys will make it. Or like Wired, they'll find like the head game writer from Wired and he'll be a part of it, even though maybe technically their uh, their title isn't senior editor or editor-in-chief. But generally, the people who so are basically the editor in chief or the prominent representative of gaming of from your publication, said publication, exactly. Well,
2: if you do, and like, how many women does he have to choose from if you if you're going by
0: that? So that's the thing. Like, like I can think like of.
2: A, I mean, I guess like the the question becomes like, do you does does Jeff do, they, do you want to force Jeff to not pick editor 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 in chiefs or whatever, and like just have him pick prominent people? Like, I don't know. Because to me, the, the the actual... Well, even that's
0: a rub because they're kind of synonymous, right? Editor and Chiefs right. tend to be the most prominent, prominent people, people at a publication.
2: But, like, I mean, to me that just sort of says, like, wow, why aren't there more women as, you know, in prominent positions in game journalism? Like, that you know, it's not... It, to me, that's not a problem with the Game Awards. It's kind of, like, highlighting something that's, you know, a truism right now of game journalism. Like, there's not a lot of women in
0: positions of power. Yeah, but is it... Well, here's what I would say is that I don't think it's that there aren't enough women in positions of power. I'd say there's not enough women interested in doing the job. I mean, look, you know, I was an editor in chief at GT for eight years, and we put out the word that we were hiring. And literally four or five different times, we put out, you know, listings for jobs at game trailers, and I never once had a female applicant, ever. Mm. And I'm telling you, when you put out a job to be a games journalist, especially in L.A. or San Francisco. I, I mean, I would literally get like three or four hundred applications for that job. And most of them were qualified, like people who had been on YouTube banging it out. People who had worked at a site at one time or another or were freelance writers for five or six years. And so, you know, speaking, obviously, that's anecdotal evidence. That's only my my situation. But in my opinion, based upon my experience throughout my life as the head of editorial at a prominent site, women just don't apply for the jobs and look to be honest with you if women had applied to the jobs i probably would have given them preferential treatment because one you know if you think about it gamers if you can find a girl who really knows her stuff we worked with morgan webb for a long time look how huge she became like if you can actually find a female who knows her stuff like they will get on a rocket trajectory in this industry there's just no doubt about it and so To me, based upon what I've experienced in my career, there just aren't women that want to do the job. And then the other element of it is is a lot of people were like, well, they would name like five or six girls who are working. Like there's one one girl that we both really like, Kat Bailey. She works at US Gamer, Mm -hmm. writes great editorials. Honestly, we curate everyone that she writes. She knows her stuff inside and out. She's one person that I could see eventually ascending to that position or to a position like that. But most of the other girls in the industry are all associate editors, like foot-in-the-door positions. And so to tell Jeff, like, hey, like, you need to bring in this person who's green and has been working in this job for a year or less over somebody who's been in the industry for 15 years, has a lot more experience, then ultimately you're kind of sacrificing the quality of the awards a little bit. Now, one thing to keep in mind is that... The panel's pretty big. It's almost 40 people. So one person's opinion isn't going to totally throw everything out of whack. But if you're looking to have the definitive awards, and let's face it, that this award show is the definitive awards for our industry. I mean, some people argue the Dice Awards or GDC Awards. But, you know, hmm. The but, GDC
2: Awards are the closest thing to like an equivalent of the Oscars right. in the sense that it's chosen by the people who make the content. Right,
0: right. And so... You know, if you're if you're the head of the definitive awards for an industry, you want to make sure you get it right and you're getting informed opinions, voting on who ultimately wins these games. And I would argue that it's really hard to say somebody who's worked in a job for a year or less and just came out of college knows more than someone who's been a senior editor at a gaming website for 15 years and would be better qualified. And so I think at the end of the day, it's really like who's most qualified to do this? Hmm. And I think that's why you only, And there were two girls. I mean, I'm actually surprised there were two, to be honest with you. I think it's more of just like a, you know,
2: I don't think the call to action is like, hey, Jeff, like, just pick a bunch of girls and put them on the panel. I think the call to action is like, hey, like, you know, this is something we should probably take a look at and really work on changing. If, you know, like, I don't know if women are interested or not interested in doing this. I assume they are. Maybe a lot of the times women don't apply for jobs because they assume they won't get them because they're so male dominated. But, like, what could I'm saying be. is, like, you know, I don't know. We don't really have a way to know that. Yeah. But, like, what I'm saying is, like, you know, to me, this is, like, hey, let's take a look at this and see, like, hey, you know, maybe we need to, you know, over time, this is something that could change if, you know, there are women who want to do that job, if there are women qualified to do that job. Like, there's no reason not to seek them out, not to, you know, not to not to try to have that be a thing. That, you Because know, I think... It was, you know, it's been a boys club for a long time, you know, in, for in, sure. in part because video games were pushed towards boys as a boys toy from from the mid-80s on. People forget that before the NES, video games were all ad, were advertised very much as a um, a family activity.
0: Right. It oh, for like sure. All those yeah. old
2: like, Atari ads, and it's all the yeah. whole family playing yeah, yeah. and looking like they just hit Yahtzee yeah. on the box cover. Well, they
0: know? don't even show people playing games in no, video game commercials yeah. anymore. It's um, just
2: the game. That's all they show. But, like... It's, uh, yeah you remember like the old days when like you know, They'd show people playing yeah. the games it was like, yeah. they, they were like board game commercials right. So the, old, yeah. the original game systems were like board game commercials Because yeah, yeah. they didn't know any other way to advertise them And yep. then when they had to move them out of the electronics section And into the toy section with the NES After the crash Like they basically you know, Toy sections were segregated by gender So they had to pick one Which doesn't and, happen anymore And they picked boys <laughs> Yeah. So it became a boys toy
0: well, and I think so. Too, I think, is so I
2: think like, and also, I think we talked about this before the show. But like you and I think, you know, people like you and I grew up reading Game Review. Like we, I read VG and CE and, GamePro and EGM and all those old old magazines when they were first being made. So to me, I've got you know that's like a thing that like I used to read when I was like ten and be like, wow, I want to do that. Like I want to yeah. be, you know, I want to be like Andy Eddy. I want to be like Russell De- Demaria. I want to be like these guys who write these reviews and to this day like it's exciting to me that Andy Eddy will talk to me like yeah. you know and, and like because he was one of my writing heroes and like I don't know you know because it was such a boys club for so long that the hobby like I don't know how many you know girls aspire to be the top of a game journalism outlet you know maybe they are more of a you know you know, you know for me it was also the same thing I don't know if I would want an editor-in-chief job necessarily That's a hard job I, I kind of enjoy being sort of you know doing the fun work doing yeah. you know Doing, does, the look, part of the, it, doing the part of the job that's, like, way better than having a real job. You yeah. know what I
0: mean? So, what's the solution to this, though? And I you're right, no I will agree with you. It does kind of shine light on something that... I don't even know if it's an issue, it's just... There's definitely a disparity there. It's a disparity. It's, it's a reality. I don't know, you know... I mean, yeah, it's an issue in the
2: sense that, like... Because it's, like, it's an issue in the sense that I wish it was more even, but at the same time, if what you say is true, like, I don't want to f- start forcing women to do jobs they don't want do, to do. You know, right? like, yeah. yeah, but but you know, but if they want to, then I you know, it should be certainly considered. Um, and not just because women can become very popular in this industry, because, you know, like that's a voice we need yeah. right now. And the one thing I will say is that, you know, we both well, here, like-
0: here I would actually here's one thing I do want to bring up is that, you know, you see all these stats that say women make up forty eight percent of gamers. Like, okay. If you just talk about interacting with a game, sure. But when you're talking about art segment of video games that is total bullshit it's probably not it's probably more disparate i think oh Um, i would say my mom plays 80 20. like i think it's more than that really i
2: I think dude have you been have you been to like e3 recently no no you mean it would be
0: like 90 10 or like no i think it would be more like
2: 70 30. really maybe maybe 65. oh i completely disagree with that Mm.
0: no question oh no way they're counting all the people that play candy crush like my mom they're
2: counting some of that but at the same time you understand that like Everyone plays video games under a certain age now. Like, my my niece's Christmas list is... She's a seven-year-old girl. It's it's nothing but fucking
0: DS games on her list. Like, all she wants are video games. All my my female relatives don't touch games at all. And they they range from three years old to 21. And not a single female will touch a game. And they make fun of their brothers who do play games. And think they're silly for wasting their time. That's
2: very odd. Demographically speaking... Uh, It has been determined uh, by a lot of studies, a couple of studies, not a lot, because most people don't fucking care about this, but... um, So you think Fallout 4, of 10 copies sold, at
0: least three of those went to a woman?
2: I'll tell you this, that's the ratio of people playing it on my Xbox friends list. Really? There are more women women on my
0: Xbox friends list playing Fallout than men. No question. I have four women on my entire friends list. Out of however many I've got. I have a lot more than that. How? I don't know. <laughs> like, I think, I think know. you're wrong on this one, Matt. I don't.
2: I, 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 think, I, think, I think all you're... those
0: numbers are inflated by people playing Solitaire and Farmville. I think and... that is
2: certainly true. I mean, my mom plays her DS more than I play my DS because she plays like card games. and you know. I'm sure that's absolutely true, especially over a certain age. But once you get like into like you know there's a whole generation that grew up with no difference between playing video games and not playing but you know it's it's not weird to someone who grew up around Well Pokemon. it's
0: not as big of a stigma as it's used to be. And I'll tell you this much
2: the best first person shooter player I know is a woman. I mean they're out there. Well for sure. I'm not saying they're not out there. I just think that those numbers that are tossed around aren't accurate. Oh, no. I think I think they're definitely inflated and I think they're counting like the party game, card game, th- you know, especially years ago. I mean, you know, when, you know, even up to 10 years ago there would be that report about that. But I think they're
0: counting people who play online poker and stuff like but that. But I think they're counting people who play Words with Friends and they're counting people who play alt- mobile games, uh, basically. I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I think it's more like 80-20 and I even think that might be a little generous to be honest with you. I don't know. I, I feel As far like... as core gamers, people who would play Fallout, people who would play Call of Duty, I just I can't see more than two out of ten being women. That's not how my like
2: gaming interactions go with the people I know who play games on a hardcore level. Like it's it's much closer to like 60, 40
0: My wife won't play games. I got her into it for a little bit for like a two year period with the DS. I went to Japan and got her mm-hmm. one, and she just after. Yeah, but like, also I mean we're not talking
2: about like you know like, like yeah your wife maybe will play a game, but you're talking about someone who'd be like excited that Fallout's coming right. or that Assassin's Creed is coming yeah. or something like that. And I would say, of of all the people I know who play games and interact regularly, I my ratio would probably be about 60-40. Wow. Women.
0: I know Man, a lot of, not I, of girls. I guarantee you there are people in the chat right now that are like, bro, hook a brother up. <laughs> like... Put add me to your Facebook friends list so I can meet all these female hardcore gamers. Matt, 6040. Come on, man. Yeah. No way. Yeah. No way.
2: Maybe not universally, but I, I see a lot more women gamers, especially younger than you than you seem to be giving them credit for.
0: I'm not even giving credit, I'm just saying my experiences. I have a huge family with tons uh, of girls of all ages, and not one of them plays video games. Not one. My experience, and they, and my experience live, is very different from And yours. they live in homes with like four brothers who have a console in every bedroom. Room, and then there's one in the living room and one in the den and like, I don't know, I, I don't, I don't believe it. But anyway, let's get I think back on top. Very traditionally enforced gender roles in your family. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is enforced <laughs> in my family. Let me tell you that. So, I don't know. To me, I thought it was wrong of these these outlets to kind of. But in all honesty, I felt like a lot of them were just looking for attention, like trying to well, I ride. Don't think, I don't think doing what they. Trying do is to ride solve like anything. the hype wave of the Game Awards. And look, if you're going to do this, why all of a sudden, like the day before the awards, do you like try to put this rain cloud over this project Jeff has worked on? has invited you to, like... Well, I don't think... The other doing... part of it, too, is if you watch these awards, there were women all through the the awards. Oh, they, like, they definitely were, were very well represented in the, the actual
2: show yeah, itself. Yeah, exactly. Which I don't know, I mean, I assume that was not a, a reaction to that, because no, all this, it's stuff, all, had a, it's all all this stuff had been yeah. edited long before yeah. any of that. But like, I don't think anybody
0: was, like, trying to call Jeff a misogynist or anything, either. Like, no, but I, I just,
2: also don't understand what you think is gonna... I mean, all you're gonna do with that is you're gonna, like, you know, you're gonna galvanize the people who think Complaining about something like that is whining into like refusing to be part of any kind of change, and yeah. you're just gonna like piss Jeff off. Basically, I mean, like Jeff's got a lot of other things to do than what. I mean, that, the time to bring that up was when the
0: the panel was forming, not <laughs> after the votes had been tallied. It's like that time that Angry Joe like went after Keeley on the red carpet at the VGAs, <laughs> and you're just like, what are you? Th- thinking dude yeah. like and it's also like do you, you realize how much work jeff has put into this show well, do realize- also, do
2: you think like this is going to like come up like when the planning comes up for next year's awards and be like like oh angry joe was was not happy with this. <laughs> we should we should talk about that dude, it's it
0: is like, hilarious or that is it something so like self-important it's like i worked side by side with jeff on those awards and like i would never even fathom like you let him do his thing. He has so many responsibilities on the day of a show, or the day before, or the week leading up to the show. Like I, just think I more, will never, ever. I don't think I'll ever forgive Angry Joe for doing that. Ever. I think the more constructive
2: thing is like, okay, if you you, know, you think the representation was not adequate, okay, fair enough. But like the time to bring that up is when you get involved in the planning stages yeah, for next when year's you show, your, or, or, and not like as an article or when you got your behind the
0: scenes question or when you got your ballot and you saw the list of judges because it is public from the beginning when you got that ballot like a month and a half earlier and all these games start flooding into you that jeff is hooking you up with like because when you're on this panel like he goes out to the publishers and gets games for you to play early before they're even given out for review code like you end up getting like an alpha of like this triple a game that doesn't come out till like the last week in november in like october like this is just dirty, dastardly bullshit, in my opinion, that these people did this. Like, there's... If you have a problem with it, that's fine. But you had plenty of a chance to address this way before the show happened. So also, Jeff could probably find somebody else to support the show who wants to support the show. Like,
2: well, wrong. Also, it's just, so wrong. Well, also, Where's some... the
0: buzzer when I need it? Here's what I say to those people. That would be good. That would be the wrong one. <laughs>
2: Here it is. There we go. That's what I say to them. I, I, as someone who supports the idea of more women being involved in game stuff, like so I just, do I. I just feel like it's it's the wrong tactic. It's not a yeah. constructive method methodology. You know, it's like it just you know it makes it way too easy to people just say, like, oh, well they're just being jerks. They're just whining about it. They're doing it the wrong. You know, it'd be much better to like come up with a way to work with Jeff on making it better next time. Because look. That's what this show is all about. I mean, I think this year's show was way better than last year's. Like, the show is finding its. And feet. it was great last year. Yeah, it's, it's you know it'll get there. Like, yeah. it's, but this stuff doesn't come together in a day. You yeah. know, it doesn't come together in a year. You know, the, you know, the, every year is a totally different production for these kinds of. Well, things.
0: the truth be told, Jeff is already starting to work on next absolutely. year's show. <laughs> like, but I'm just saying, he probably started before this one. Absolutely, happened. but I'm
2: just saying that like you know, there's a way to go about like making this change, and I don't think like screaming about it the day before the show is really that.
0: It's just like look at me i'm the good guy bad guy good guy Ah. anyway let's talk about the actual show because we have a lot to get to Um, let's talk first obviously about the biggest story from the actual show which was konami blocked kojima from attending to an accept an award Um, i don't know if you watched this week's pactor factor but pactor actually responded to a question about it this week and his contention was that that's konami's award And if it were like for best director or something that was specific to Kojima, Mm -hmm. then Konami doesn't really have a leg to stand on as far as telling him not to go. But contractually, and what Konami has probably agreed on with Kojima, that game is Konami's property. And since it was winning something as a game and it was in a personal award just for Kojima, that Konami was in the right to do it, and he, while at the same time he said, obviously for PR reasons it was a terrible decision and really stupid, and they should have let him accept the yeah. award, at the end of the day, they really technically didn't do anything wrong.
2: Oh yeah, well it's, that's true, I mean it's just like, you know, people don't Always understand how the credit works in that regard, and they do own that game. I mean, whether we you know we think of it as a Kojima game, but they still put the money up. They still well, that's because
0: game. it says all over it, right? H- Hideo, Hideo, Hideo Kojima game. But it's
2: like it's like you know, if if you win, if, a, if, you win, if a, a movie wins Best Director, the director gets up and accepts the award. If the movie yeah. wins Best Picture, the producers get up and accept the award. Yeah. And if the director's a producer, he'll go up too. And sometimes they'll let the director come up with, for the credit, place, but only the producers are given that
0: award. I'm wondering like, if there's a little bit of this petty element too, where Konami is like, you know, why are his games always plastered with, like... And, I mean, the Phantom Pain, it was really bad, dude. Like, he literally reminded you that it was, quote-unquote, his game, like, over and over. Well,
2: it's been that way for... I mean... This was the worst one, by far. it 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 was... Mm, piece yeah, of piece remember you remember how they did too. like the
0: credits like in between every mission? Oh yeah, and every time it said Hideo Kojima game. I always want. I
2: did wonder while I was playing that I was like, was this put in be- after you knew this was all coming down right. around and you? And so I'm Is wondering this, like, if Konami
0: over and over. Yeah, and so I'm wondering if Konami's being petty and they're like, you know what? You I always try know. to tell people these are your games, but we're the actually the ones who put up like the hundred billion dollars to make these games. Maybe. I mean, look, Konami well, I think that's an ongoing has shown that they it is having. petty. Like, it has oh, shown as yeah. petty. So it wouldn't surprise me if this was, like, the final, like, twist of the knife where they're like, oh, yeah, well, you know what? We do have power to kind of get the last word in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I think we can both agree it's pathetic. Oh, yeah. I just, uh, man, I just,
2: I hope one day we find out all the details behind this whole thing. Well, what because, they'll do like,
0: is they'll say, you know, if they fired him or whatever, however they separate, and they give him his payout, he'll have to sign paperwork that says... I can't talk about this in perpetuity. Mm. And if, you know, if he, but they can't get everybody. He's also so rich, it's like he could actually probably say, screw your severance package and not sign the deal anyway. It's not like mm. he needs the money. So, Does he? I don't think he is particularly rich. I think he is definitely rich. Because well, it wasn't the whole thing. that He just got a salary the whole time. He didn't get a cut of any of the sales. Yeah, but I think I was talking to Pactor about it, and he said that the salary that he was likely getting, you know, you not an idiot. Right. And so... Basically, what Pactor told me was that the salary that he was likely getting ultimately probably worked out for the better for him in the long run, and it gave him security, and he didn't have to rely on Metacritic scores for his pay and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, let's be honest; like, at the very least, the man's making half a million a year. At the very least, and he's been doing it for thirty years. Like, I mean, that's is, a lot of with money. With wise
2: investment, I'm sure he's comfortable.
0: Yeah. Oh. Um, I mean, look, I'm not talking like Bill Gates rich. Mm. He's a multi millionaire. Like. If you're a multi-millionaire, you can say screw you to a two hundred thousand dollars severance package. Like, if you think ultimately you would be a, you would want to be able to tell your tale and get the truth out there, which again is it's, something uh, I can uh, see him doing. Yeah,
2: Kojima I would probably believe would want to tell that tale someday. Uh, hell, I would expect that to kind of be his next game, allegor- <laughs> allegorically speaking. <laughs> could <you know>? be.
0: <laughs> his It's, next it's game.
2: about a super soldier who. Develops video his, games. Yeah, gets removed <laughs> from his, his unit forcibly and then has to go rogue. Start and get, his own unit. Start his own unit. And then eventually that by, unit... Funded by his old fans. Right, and then eventually
0: <laughs> his new unit destroys the old unit. It's, it's called Kick Soldier. Right. <laughs> it very well could be, but yeah, it, you know, really low down dirty on Konami's part. Like, honestly, this was his Penny. last... Really, his last chance to get recognition for the Metal Gear franchise is being essentially taken away from him at this point. He built it. I don't know essentially about it. Yeah, it is being taken away from him. So, just really petty, really dirty. And I think, you know, at this point, Konami knows it's not really making a lot of games like this in the future. It did say it's still making Metal Gear, which I don't even know why. Well, it's
2: got his Metal Gear Pachinko coming up. Right. Right. So, it's technically a game, a Metal Gear game.
0: Right. So if that's the only series they make, and they put that out every three or four years, and then they make Pro Evolution Soccer but or whatever. But who's going to make it? They don't, right. They don't even really... Well, they're they're taking bids from outside developers oh, to man. develop the game. Can that's, you imagine, like, who would want to be that developer? The, that guy that yeah. takes over for... Who would cooking? want to be the Metal Gear Someone usurper? Someone will do it. Someone will do it, guaranteed. I, there's tons Silicon of studios Knights. out there that would... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they can't <laughs> get another grant from the gov- Canadian government. But... It it's just it's petty, it's pathetic, but at the same time I don't feel like it's going to hurt Konami cuz Konami knows it's not really going to be in that game in the future. It doesn't yeah. really need the hardcore players to support it anymore. Yeah. And without
2: Kojima, they won't have to spend like 5 years and millions upon millions of dollars in development. They'll probably just have a standard like 2-year cycle or 3-year right. cycle and it'll be a, you
0: know, it'll be like Assassin's Creed pretty much. All right, so let's move on to the next topic. Let's start talking about some of the games that won, some of the big reveals. First, one we're going to talk about is Batman Telltale game. Mm. Uh, Matt, I would ask you how you feel about this, but I pretty much I think I know already how you feel about this. What do you think? How do you think I feel about it? I think you're like elated for it. I don't care. Really?
2: Not really. I am shocked to hear that. I've read a lot of Batman stories. I don't want to. I don't want to play a Batman story. I don't play Batman.
0: Really? I'm really surprised. And I didn't to hear get that.
2: what I wanted this year from Arkham Knight, so yeah. like it's just another Batman game that isn't the Batman game I want. At
0: yeah. This point. I. I'm really to me I'm just really thinking that Telltale at this point is starting to spread itself thin. I think
2: I think that's true. And I'll, I mean I'll keep an eye on it. I mean for sure if it's interesting if I mean again what is it? Like is it going to be another fucking Joker story? Is it going to be a Joker story with no
0: Mark Hamill? Like do I you know I don't care about that. Like what is,
2: and it's like once you... it looks like
0: it might be I mean based upon this this teaser that we're seeing right here, it looks like it might just be another like retelling of like his story, yeah. Like of I his don't parents need being any of killed that. in the alley, and like sort of, but like every. T-
2: I mean, in the Batman comics, every single time a new creative team takes over the Batman comic, they show their own version of the right. of the pearls falling and in yeah. the, the screaming child and the and the you know the gunshots in the alley and everything. Yeah. So it might just be, you know that's just such iconic Batman iconography right. that like you have to show that I guess, but like my question is like what is it is it a, like you know it's just like what what territory are you covering that, I, that could possibly be interesting in in this scenario here cuz it's like i don't understand like what at least with like stuff like you know the walking dead was a different you know there's a huge world out there of all these different survivor stories you can tell and they did that or wolf among us was like you t- we took this universe and we went back to a place that we hadn't seen before and we told the story of these characters that was interesting or um Game of Thrones is like a big, wide-open world. Here's some stuff you hadn't seen on the TV show or in the books. But Batman is Batman. What can you do with Batman in this game that's gonna
0: like make me go, "Wow, I've never seen like a Batman?" Well, I mean, look, they could get people from DC to help them with the scenario and the writing. I mean, one thing I will say is that while I am getting tired of Telltale's games, like traditionally their quality has been pretty good. Like Minecraft Story Mode, I think is probably their worst effort so far. That's targeted towards kids, so I kind of understand why I may not get it. But, for the most part, like, their Tales from the Borderland games were great. Like, they've done a really good job on these. I'm just tired of the formula, and look. It'd be nice to
2: have a new, I don't know if they've upgraded the engine. I mean, I know people have also, I've never played them on console, uh, but I know people have complained that, like, the console versions tend to be really buggy, and they lose their saves, and they don't pick up the save, and they crash all the time. I don't know. I've, I've only
0: played the PC versions, and they've been pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, I've, I usually play the console versions. I haven't really had issues with bugs or anything. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, my issue with the game is just that it's not much of a game. Like they're just yeah, kind of choose your own adventure true. stories. So, and I'm typically a guy who likes the interaction of games and like. And I just gameplay don't. More than I just don't else.
2: understand as a as a big Batman fan who's pretty well versed in the Batman lore. Like I look at that and I'm just like, what What are you going to tell me that I haven't already heard? Yeah. You know, but I'm like that. I'm like, I'm like that with the movies right now too. I'm just like, what are you What are you gonna show me that I haven't already seen? Because everything in that trailer looks like something you stole from Dark Knight Returns or, you know, a bad Superman book.
0: And I would argue too that this game is for people like you. Who know the lore? Because I would think so. casual Batman. fans I don't know who's writing
2: it too. Like that, I, right. I,
0: I need to know who's writing it to know for sure if I'm interested or not. Casual Batman fans are going to want the action. You know, they're going right. to they're like what you said when we first started talking about this. They're going to want to play as Batman, not just mm-hmm. walk around and go through dialogue trees. And when you talk about, you know, it's like if there's going to be Batman sequences, there's
2: going to be some action stuff. When you when you talk about that in conjunction with Telltale, the first thing I think of is the Jurassic Park game, and that is not the most positive Telltale memory I have. Quick time events. That's what you yeah. think. And that's pretty much what their quote unquote
0: gameplay is. Yeah, I
2: mean, I like, hope it means they're going to br- they're branching out in a weird new direction and I would be up for seeing what they do with that. But like in terms of I'd be the-
0: nervous to see what they did with like real gameplay Yeah. Though. Well, I
2: mean, <laughs> I mean interested, nervous, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But like in terms of like as a Batman fan, like I'm not I need to see more. I need I mean, inter- I mean cool that there's something some more Batman coming, but at the same time I need to know what this thing is and uh, I need to know that it's going to be better than Arkham Knight.
0: All right. So let's move on Her Story, a game that won a couple of awards, I think to me personally, the awards that this game won were probably some of the most surprising awards given away at the show. It was a performance and narrative? Yep. Basically, they're saying, like, overall, Her Story was the best video game prose of 2015. Mm Mm-hmm. Now look, I've only played like the first hour of Her Story, which actually is pretty much the whole game, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I went back uh, after the awards,
2: uh, I went back and, you know, because everything was on sale, uh, so I bought a bunch of the stuff I hadn't played yet. I played Her Story. It worked,
0: the whole marketing thing worked, yeah. yeah.
2: I, I mean, it was cheap, it was there cheap. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I didn't buy The Witcher or anything, I already had The Witcher, but like, um, I went back and I bought a bunch of the indie stuff I hadn't played, and I played Her Story 100%. I've all the, I got all the achievements, the whole thing. Um, it was good. Uh, I mean here's the thing, like did it tell me a more compelling story than like a lot of other games I could name this year? No. No it didn't. Like it actually told me something that like if you've seen four episodes of Law and Order you're gonna call what it is. Right. And actually for me it was weird because like you know, the way it works if you haven't played it is like it's you basically have like the the conceit is that you're at a computer terminal at a police station or something and you can like basically search their old video records from the early 90s with search terms and it'll pop up these little video clips of these interviews with this woman whose uh, husband was murdered. And so like the the search term it gives you at first was murder. And I looked at that, I looked at the videos, okay, and they're all out of order, it's like a bunch of different interviews and they're all completely out of order. And so you have to, and they're, but they're all transcribed, so you can put in a search term and it'll pull up the videos in which that word is said, or you can like search term what which, which, which that term is said. And the second term I picked brought up the video where she explains what happened. <laughs> And I didn't think it was a weird second pick. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say anything about it, because any, any information about You didn't about feel this like you had sp- jobbed
0: the game or anything. No, it was yeah. just
2: like it was, like, it was like, that was a very logical second question for right. me in this situation. Yeah. And it brought up the thing where she explained what happened and the situation and who was involved and why it was the way it was enough so that I'm like, oh, well, this happened, okay. I, I knew it was one of two things and then right. the rest of the game became me trying to guess what search terms would lead me to like the rest of the explanation right, right. and how it unfolded. Yeah. And eventually I got there, but it was like a weirdly sort of, I mean, it is impressive that you can kind of piece that whole thing together out of like almost any order of clips they show you. Yeah. But the order I was shown the clips almost felt like it ruined it for me. It almost felt like it spoiled it and I had to work backwards from it. Yeah. Um, and I just felt the... It was it was a really kind of I mean it was like it was a unique way to experience the story but I didn't find the story to be
0: particularly compelling in terms of like your true crime stuff you know. I'd agree with that 100%. And I don't want to share what my what I feel like should have won because we want to save that for Thursday's right. show. But but yeah I was a little surprised to see that it won. It's I think also it's, I think one it's of a very ambitious and cool
2: project. Yeah, very and, unique. Yeah, and I can I can get actually I can get behind her winning performance. Yeah. Because she does, I, again, I can't explain why I think this, because it would ruin the game if someone hasn't played it and right. wants to play it. But, like, a lot of what she does in the game is very good. Yeah. And, like, I, I, all I would say is, like, don't judge it by the trailers. Because some of the trailers use some clips that are out of context and makes it look like she's not very good at what she's doing. Right, right. But that's not.
0: I would by say design, that's what's is the best yeah. way to put it.
2: Yeah, definitely judge it by playing it. And, uh, you know, and it's also a different kind of performance. I can, you know, everything else is a voice. And motion capture performance, whereas this is an actual physical human being in front of a video camera performance, and I can see why that would have, uh, carry some weight with someone who sees, you know, game performances all the time, and all of a sudden here's this real person performing this thing, and I I get it. Um, uh, that wouldn't necessarily be my pick of those nominees, but I did,
0: I don't, I'm not, I I wouldn't argue with their pick on that. It's it's legit. All right, so. What I would Let's move on to the next, the next game. What I would argue is the biggest reveal from the Game Awards this year would be the demo of Far Cry Primal. You think? I think so. Well, maybe not. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to my We'll get pick to the other there. one. I think I know what you're talking about, too. Um... So they show like a huge chunk of gameplay. They really mm-hmm. hadn't shown much of the gameplay from this game at all up until the Game Awards. They show off, one of the big things they showed off was animal taming. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically how you have to interact with the wildlife and you can get animals on your side. They showed how you can use, was it an owl or a hawk? I can't it was a remember hawk, and, Yeah. Like to kind of use like you kind of inhabit their
2: eyes and like see you can use it as a recon. Right. I guess that'll be the equivalent of like towers
0: in this game. Yeah. Well, they already said that there's like no outposts in this game, which is shocking to me. Well, yeah, because they're eagles. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, the outpost. It's a Ubisoft game. You're gonna have to see. Yeah, you have to climb a tower and see the map. That's what Ubisoft (laughs)
2: games are. Yeah. But I mean, big
0: big mechanic of it also and almost all their games is that you go to outposts, you take them over, then you climb the tower, put plant your flag, so to speak. And you own that territory. Well, they're <laughs> saying that that's not an element of this game.
2: Well, I mean, I, I, literally they're not doing that? I mean, I don't know what else you do then. Because
0: it's like, okay, well, maybe they're what not objective outpost- is there? The word outpost hasn't <laughs> been invented yet, so they're campsites. <laughs> I think what they're saying is that, like, that's not what drives the game mm-hmm. forward this time. Now that you've really it's more seen... more of a
2: survival thing, maybe. Right.
0: Now that you've seen a big chunk of Far Cry Prime, are you more or less excited for it?
2: Um... I think probably a little more. I like the taming idea. I want my own cave bear. Um, like, I like the animal aspect of it. So, yeah, that, that probably Which makes Which has honestly more. been
0: a big part of the series for, like, a long time. I mean, I'm not
2: going to lie. Part of this, this... This game is sort of just, like, my hold me over until Horizon Zero Dawn comes out. Yeah. that's the game of this type that I really want to play. Yeah. But, um, no, I like what I see. And I love Far... I love the Far Cry game. So, like, yeah. I'm in. And here oh, he is,
0: obviously, you see in the footage here, he is taming the mm-hmm. wolf. Um, I don't think they said whether you can tame mammoths or not
2: I feel like maybe you can tame everything yeah you know, one of everything because that's a different wolf than you see in the in the rest of like the trailer like, yeah in the trailer it's like a dire wolf it's like right. a huge right. thing that's like a, so I, I would imagine maybe like you know maybe like the taming system is sort of like how the crafting system works in the other ones where it's like you kind of slowly upgrade your animals you know into I mean either the same animal or you upgrade like the ability to tame like bigger animals and so I, I I have a hard time thinking in a game engine where you can already ride an elephant in Far Cry 4 that you won't be riding a mammoth at some point.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I also, the other thing I love about this game from what they showed is the whole food chain. Like, literally. Yeah. Like, you just saw a shot there. There's, like, a hawk swooped down and, like, grabbed a rabbit before the wolf could get the rabbit. Now here you see the wolf, like, attacking the bison, like... I mean, Far Cry. It it Far Cry's always
2: had that to some degree for the last few games, but this is
0: yeah. Because sometimes on you level. can stumble across like a tiger fighting a komodo dragon, yeah, or, or. like a
2: tiger chasing or whatever chasing the uh, deer around right, or whatever. Yeah. But this is obviously on a totally different level. I mean, you've never had animations dedicated like the way the wolf brings that bison down, like, exactly, nothing yeah, like that before.
0: So yeah, and obviously the inventory is huge. Um, Even though you only have a bow It looks like they've made up for it in other ways You look like a grappling hook Yeah, yeah, exactly (laughs) I don't know how that's supposed to work (laughs) How do you make a grapple hook with prehistoric tools? It's it's a bow, part of the bow You shoot it out And you have a rubbery core, I don't know Now you're getting too (laughs) Sometimes you just gotta let it ride When you're talking about video games So let's move on to the next one There's so much to get to here Quantum Break, they showed a new trailer for that Introduced by Iceman yeah, I gotta say, you know, it seems like the hype level for this game is really low, I don't know why, I think the game looks awesome, I'm definitely concerned about the whole TV show, video game tie-in part mm-hmm. of it, but what they've shown in the game to me looks pretty freaking awesome, man. Well, like, it looks
2: cool, I mean, it's just, I think it's like a situation where a lot of people are just like, well, yeah, but what is it? Right. You know, like, it, it, I think people are just sort of waiting to see more detail, waiting to see like the Quantum Break equivalent of that video we just watched of Far Cry Primal. Basically. Yeah,
0: and you're right. I would agree with that. It you know it seems like they've done a terrible job of explaining exactly what the purpose of the game is. Yeah, like I get the, the premise. The premise is cool. The effects are cool. It is, the art design is great. But, but what's the gameplay yeah, loop? what am I doing? Yeah. yeah. What's the loop? I what is, What are you doing like over and over again to make progress through the game? It doesn't seem to be clear yet. And the mm-hmm. game comes out in like two months. Like Q1 of next yeah. year. I wonder,
2: like, where, like, where would they have the opportunity to really show that to a large GDC, number of people?
0: GDC early next year, DICE is left. maybe.
2: Dice isn't really a big thing like that. The CES, like that, doesn't happen at CES. No.
0: Nope. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it could just be where they just do an event just for the game, maybe, um, and they get the press there to to cover it. But yeah, I feel like. I still don't have a good idea what the hell this game yeah. is all about. I feel
2: like we should know more about it by now.
0: Oh, for sure. It's a couple months away, although then he look at Because I
2: still look at it and I kind of get this weird sort of like heavy rain yeah. feeling from no, it. Yeah, for sure. You know? yeah. Like I'm, I'm, and that doesn't.
0: I think fill the TV show confidence. part of it may be doing that, though. Yeah, that I could think be. you're like, you have it in the back of your mind that there's a TV show attached to this, so. Yeah, you don't quite see how that factors in yet, I guess. Yeah. But. Again, like, I'm pretty excited for that game already. Um, I wouldn't say my hype level went up or down for it based upon nah. that. Maybe it went up a little bit. It was a good trailer. I'll say that much. Yeah. I mean, I'll accept any quantum break you want to put in front of me. But, like, that was just like, oh, cool, more quantum break. Yeah. So here's a game I think you wanted to talk about where you think is a bigger reveal. No. Uncharted 4, not mm-hmm. the bigger one. So obviously the big reveal with this was Dialogue Trees in Uncharted 4. Yeah. That's pretty insane. Fallout. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, it's not what I expected. No, No, when it first popped up, I was like, what? What? Yeah. It didn't seem like anybody reacted to it. Like, I'm sitting around all these people, and I'm like, do you realize that there's a dialogue tree in this footage? Like, you're making a decision on how you're handling a conversation? How do you feel about this, Matt? Do you think it makes sense in this game? Eh, I mean, like, I don't
2: mind the idea of having different dialogue, to, to you know, because I usually play the Uncharted games at least twice. Yeah. So Because I I they're mind. so short. You can yeah. get through them pretty like, easily. Like, I won't mind having another, some more dialogue to hear, like, second time through. But I guess I just, I'm just assuming that it's going to be one of those things where it's like, you get to pick which line he says, and then the response is going to be the same no matter what.
0: You yeah. Know? I mean, I doubt it's going to alter the story in any meaningful no. way. You
2: just get a chance to kind of I, I, I it's like I don't mind it, but I also don't really know if it's going to affect you know why do you,
0: much Here's the thing though, why do you do that if it's not gonna alter the story?
2: because I th- there's going to be a system in place that does alter the story in Last of Us 2 and they're trying it out on this. <laughs> that's my that's literally what I think is happening here. Really I think this is a prototype for what they want to do in Last of Us 2.
0: Huh? But it just how? Ha- but I mean, look, this game still has to be good. Like, you can't right. just like throw some crappy element into a game where it doesn't make sense. Well, it's not. It's like that's the thing. It's like it's not a crappy element. It's well, if there's like... no payoff. It is. Eh. If you're answering all these questions and trying to guide the conversation, each conversation, hoping that those conversations ultimately culminate in some different outcome, and at the end of the day, it doesn't. I mean, I guess you could argue Fallout's that way. Yeah, Fallout Four. Most stuff is that way. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Come on. I mean, except for like adventure games. Adventure games seem to be the only genre that really kind of... Yeah, there's meaningful. some stuff
2: that, you know, that does, it really makes... But that's that's in games, you know, in games that do that, that that is a big focus. of yeah. You know, like like Beyond Two Souls or something, there's a lot of different ways that can end. Yeah. But like, that has to be a focus like, of like the, the game. Life is Strange. Life is Strange is that, yeah. Like, and, or Telltale games, you know, whoever will remember this kind of yeah. thing. You know, that, that, that factors in. But I feel like that is not something they're focusing on Uncharted 4. It's just like a way to
0: you know, kind of bring you into the, the Drake character a little more. It'll be interesting to see, man. I don't know. Naughty Dog doesn't do shit for no reason. Like, no. They're very calculated. And so for them to show this a couple months before the game comes out, when all the big news circulating about the game right now is all around multiplayer, the multiplayer beta, uh, I found it really curious. And uh, I don't know. I wouldn't, actually would not be that surprised if there are branching story paths in this game be interesting. I just, I don't see Naughty Dog no, still as see, a developer that half-asses anything.
2: I don't think they're half-assing it. I'm just saying, like, you know, I think uh, they're, they're somewhat prototyping something that might show up in a later game with this. And they're be. doing it in a, in a safe place, because, yeah. you know, even if the dialogue trees in Uncharted 4 like, maybe don't pay off as well as we hoped, it's still fucking Uncharted 4. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. that's not really what we're there for. We're there to be dragged through the mud and thrown off train tracks. Which well, was like, kind
0: of like my first point. Like, when I said, does it fit in this game? Because I don't know that I play an Uncharted game to like sit there and like think about responses. Because look, when I play these games and maybe it's just me, sometimes when people ask me a question, I'll sit there for like five minutes like thinking about what decision to make. I'll be like, well, here's the pros, here's the cons, what happens if I do this? And like usually it's all screwed up anyway and like whatever I pick doesn't actually result in what I thought it was going to result in. But I don't know if I want to do that when I'm playing Uncharted. Like, I don't want to sit there and stare at the screen for five minutes thinking about what could possibly happen. Well, like, that's
2: the thing. is I don't know if that's really going to be a factor in this because, like, you know, the three choices you're shown in that video is just, like, um, you know, which game story to start with. Yeah. You know, which of the th- previous three game stories to start with. And then it just trails off and it comes back and it's like, oh, he, he's ev- inevitably told, you know, his brother the story of the whole series right. so far. And, like... So if it's just stuff I love like how that, it did, then, like it's... the
0: classic like movie thing where it like pans into the sky oh, yeah. and it pans back down to show the time. Well, see, that's on. the other
2: thing is like you know, inter- I mean, I don't know if it fits the game until I play the game. But my yeah. question is like, look, like this is a, you know, Uncharted has traditionally been a very cinematic game. And I don't know if I really should be able to choose what Drake says because Drake is That's what I'm saying. Like, I've it never doesn't felt make like sense. I, am
0: Drake. I feel like I'm watching Drake. Exactly. That's what so, I'm saying. I like, I don't know that it fits. But we'll see. I have a lot of faith in Naughty Dog. Like, Again, I don't think they put stuff in their games that's half-baked. Yeah, I'm sure they have a reason for it. Yeah. But, you know, just, we need to see more. And
2: we will very soon.
0: All right. So let's move on to maybe this is what you think the big reveal was. This is what was. I think the big reveal too. was.
2: Yes. That was the biggest thing of the night for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a big deal t- for me as well. I think I was a little disappointed when I found out it was like a Kickstarter. But it's <laughs> fig? a fig. It's a fig. We fi- fi- finally the fig payoff. Well, fig is has kind of changed its stance over the last month. Like now, you don't have to be accredited to be a part of fig. Although it's Uh-oh. a little no, now it's a little blurry how it works. Like. Again, that was something that... Uh, and this is in a future episode of Pactor Factor that where someone asked a question about it and this was brought up about how FIG works now and whether people who are unaccredited still make a profit if the game's successful. How do you get accredited? Basically, to be accredited, all it is is financial requirements you need x amount of dollars in the bank you need x amount of income coming in you need x amount of money in your retirement is basically what accredited is hmm. so all it is is they're saying and i don't know if you've ever bought stock before but if you ever buy stock from a stockbroker, they ask you that they're like how much do you have in the bank how much do you have coming in how much is in your 401k because they because basically they don't want you to come back and sue them it's like with the whole financial crisis where the banks were giving loans to people for houses who shouldn't have got loans for houses and so now that you have to cover your butt and say, well, we did our due diligence, this person had plenty of money to cover this investment, so to speak, it wasn't going to ruin his life because there are mm-hmm. laws to protect people from doing that, from being swindled or whatever. So that's what it is. It's not like you have to go take a test or something <laughs> like that. Or It's just basically you're financially stable enough to support the investment that you're making is all it is. So I was a little disappointed to see with crowdfunding. But it looks like it's going to make it because it made two million dollars over the weekend, and it was a three million dollar goal, 3, yeah. which to me seems way low. Well, they they
2: address that in the in the description of it, where they talk about yes, that's way too little, but there's like you know there's steps to go beyond that. You know, this is their first step in terms of securing funding, and this is like the
0: Shenmue thing. Like oh, they've got so other They're sources. looking for basically quote unquote proof of concept, proof
2: of interest. Yeah, you know? I mean, I'm I'll I'll I am i i will i have not done it yet, but I will I will. Uh, probably jump in on that. I mean, but the other thing is, people's like, "Oh my God, Psychonauts too It's like, yeah, but it's like being you know kickstarted right now, which means like, I'll see you in twenty eighteen if we're lucky.
0: Well, the first Psychonauts only sold a couple hundred thousand copies. Yeah. And then they re-released it. They got the rights back for the game in 2011, I think it was. It's about when it hit Steam and everything. Right, and then they back. re-released it. And I think since then it actually has sold more than it did in its original run. I wouldn't be surprised. Which still, you know, only puts it at half a million sales. Well, again,
2: it's, it's a very niche game. but it's honestly a don't li- know it's...
0: why it was so niche. Like, it was just a great game. Like, I don't feel like you had to be a particular kind of person to enjoy it or anything like
2: that. I think like it was just, that. A, it was not... Widely advertised, you know, wasn't saturatedly advertised. It was was, it, was that Majesco? Yeah, yeah. Like it, they, you know, they didn't have the marketing. Their marketing, marketing budget
0: wasn't huge. To, yeah. to throw
2: that out there, it traveled a lot on word of mouth, and I think a lot of people look at that game's art style and like it, it's it's kind of gross. You know, it's it, you know to me it looks like it reminds me of Tim Burton. You yeah, know? I, I for think sure. I think it's like a Tim Burton s thing, and I think it's I think it's appealing. And then like. But also, like just looking at the you know the marketing material for the first game, you wouldn't think that it's like one of the most inventive and funny like platformers ever made. You know, it's like well, until you realize Tim Schafer worked on it, and pretty yeah. much everything he does is funny. But no one knows who Tim Schafer is outside of the people who already bought that game, right? You know, it's like it's, it's just it's it's a household name in our circle, but it's not any you know that means nothing to someone outside. You know, like. Joe Bob, whoever who makes you know Madden and Call of Duty a hit, doesn't
0: know any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I, am, by the way, I just want to say for the record, I'm really excited for Psychonauts 2. Yeah. I love Psychonauts. I loved it when it came out. I still love it. Oh, so yeah. the Milkman level is one of the greatest oh, levels yeah. <laughs> of all time. Like, <laughs> it's no, really like, great without any question. It's yeah. it's
2: just this uh, super smart.
0: Yeah, Sifters, if you have not played the original Psychonox, go play yeah, it. Get, get off your ass. Just like, trust Matt like, and I on this one. It is well worth your time. It is funny. It's charming. The gameplay is great. Solid. Um, the meat circus kind of sucks.
2: Yeah. At the end. Yeah, like, yeah, I agree with that. Up until that, it's, it's a ride. A ride and a half.
0: Yeah. So... I mean, we're both excited that there's a sequel coming. I just, hopefully they can get more money than 3.3 million to make it, because I fear that what you're going to get is like a five-hour experience where they're like begging for more money to make the next installment. Question,
2: what will come out first, Psychonauts 2 or Star Citizen? (laughs)
0: Ooh, <laughs> Star Citizen, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. they're didn't they just like they showed some stuff Squadron Forty Two is in like Alpha now or something? That's what they say. Yeah, so I mean, they showed some
2: some, some Star Citizen at the Game Awards. They did, yeah. So I would say Star Citizen, like it's All right. at least the first module. Of Star Citizen, are you? But are you convinced that that's not vaporware at this point? Star
0: Citizen, yeah, yeah for
2: sure. Because I never thought it was going to be vaporware, but there seems to be a lot of people That just think it's never going to exist.
0: No, I think it. Well, they're already doing it in Alpha or a yeah. Beta. So, I mean, it already exists. Yeah. If people are out there playing it that aren't on the development team, the game exists. So, and I mean, look, you'd have to be really good to fake all the promotional media they've done for that game. Yeah. I mean... If they are trying to run off to Aruba, they're wasting a lot of money on marketing. Yeah, why wouldn't they just do it right away? Why would they even bother, like, spending any time working on the game? So, all right, let's move on. Rock Band VR, Matt. I have no idea how you're supposed to
2: play this. Why? Because it didn't show any of the interface, it just showed people like swinging. Well, they actually do
0: show some like in-game. A little bit, but
2: like I don't mean. Am I supposed to look at the the hand thing, or is there going to be like a like I have no idea how this game plays.
0: Yeah, it is a good question. It's like, is the response time good enough on the headset that you can look at your virtual fingers on the guitar, and how does it know where your fingers are on the guitar to show you through the headset? I don't know. I will assume it's a new guitar. It has to be. Yeah
2: like but I, I mean, well, and also like they had guitars that had no no colors on them but like my thing on it is I guess like I, I like think the idea that it could be awesome the idea could be but part of it is like that idea is not interesting to me in necessarily in terms of like why I like rock band and guitar hero I like rock band and guitar hero because I, I enjoy the the kind of the, the I don't know. I guess puzzle game or like kind of action twitch game like it's music and rhythm is what it is. Yeah, yeah, I think it's fun. Like the 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 rock star Fantasy doesn't really interest me that much. Like I, th- oh, yeah? I I'm much more interested in the gameplay and how, and playing the actual game.
0: I don't care about I think I'm 50/50. Cuz I definitely look, I used to be in bands in high school and like right after high school I was in a band and then I was a DJ after that. So I do enjoy performing for people. Mm. And since I'm old now and like nobody wants to see me perform anything even when I would play rock band with my friends You're watching me perform right now <laughs> yeah. I would get like a little tinge of that feeling again when playing rock band and look it's ridiculous and it's you know it's 10 people in a room or whatever but you do kind of get that same kind of feedback from it and you know seeing this like rock band VR it's pretty darn close to being all the way about as close as you can get to really being in a band I guess is the best mm-hmm. way to put it because um, it's not like some goofy avatar With like a pompadour that you're playing as now It's you And uh, so it, I also feel like it maybe Is kind of riding on the coattails a little bit Of Guitar Hero Live Because mm-hmm. that, the, like here, like the perspective Where you're like in the band well, Yeah, I mean obviously this, this and
2: Guitar Hero Live Were probably both in their inception Around the same time I, I
0: mean say. I really wonder with some of the VR stuff I mean, Oculus been, has a whole lot of money To throw at yeah, like, Harmonix
2: Harmonix has been working on this For a long time Do you know that for sure? Well, that's what they said so Did they say
0: that? Yeah I are,
2: that. Are, they, He came out He said we've been working on this For a really long
0: time Oh wow I missed that So uh, either they're lying Or <laughs> <it> was, <laughs> if they said that Then yeah. alright um, I'm excited for it I wonder how it's going to work Just like you With VR yeah.
2: I mean it's not something I would buy VR for But it's something I would try If I had VR Accessible yeah. You know Like it's kind of that And also like well, you what about my DLC? What about, you know, is it just a very specific song? So are you kind of starting over with this. Like, I don't know, I just There is a lot of questions. Yeah. But
0: there seems like there's a lot of time until Oculus
2: comes out. Yeah, I feel like we've got time to so this was that was the
0: big Oculus announcement. Yeah, yeah. That they had kind of hyped up a couple days before the show and everything. Yeah. So the last review cool. we're going to talk about is Walking Dead: Michonne.
2: I and, am so far out of the Walking Dead stuff right now. I just don't
0: Yeah. Well, look, first thing I'll say is this is hands down Telltale's best series, The Walking Dead, in my opinion. It's the one I've enjoyed the most, anyway. I think I like The Wolf Among Us. It's the one that really started the whole craze of Telltale. Um, It won Game of the Year many years ago now, and they're still making new versions of it. Which I guess I can kind of understand. But here's my problem. If you're going to pick one character to make a standalone Walking Dead game based on, Michonne is the worst character. Like, I'm sure people in the chat are going to be like, Oh, I love Michonne. I hate Michonne. I think she's like the worst character in the TV show. She, I also, no offense to her, but I feel like she's one of the worst actors in the show. And granted, she's supposed to play this like stoic, rough, rough and tumble badass or whatever. But there's lots of characters on that show that play those roles and still do a great job of acting. And so... I have no idea why they chose her out of all the characters in this show. Because she's a fan favorite. To focus on, she is. Yeah, people love Michonne.
2: Why? Because she's a badass with a sword. They're all badasses. She has a sword. I haven't watched the I haven't watched the show. I haven't watched the show since like early season three because I am a fan of the comics and I think the show fucks it up completely. No, see, I've never Um, read the comics. Comics are fantastic. The comics are great. And she's great in the comics. I mean, Is, does she, she
0: live on, like, longer than a lot of people, maybe? Oh, yeah. That,
2: oh, that's why, then. Oh, yeah. That's why. But this looks like a prequel to me. I don't know where it's set
0: in the timeline. This line. looks like,
2: because when she first shows up in the comics, I mean, I don't know, I mean, the, the games seem to follow kind of a mixed comic show time, you know, continuity somehow. But um, when she shows up in the comics, she's just walking around. She's got her sword, and she's got two, basically, pet zombies who may have been people Yeah, that, that was knew. in the show, yeah. Um, and, um so maybe this is telling a story of how she ended up with those zombies could uh, be you kind of kind of connects up to when we first see her that, that would be what I'd guess. Yeah. I guess don't, I don't know um, my thing about Michonne not being a great pick I don't think Michonne is a great pick for a telltale game Walking she just hardly
0: says anything because
2: she barely says anything and because like like I think she should be the ninja guy team ninja like you know, like, you know or right. like yeah, you know, she seems like a good pick for to the star of an for action an action game.
0: game, not an adventure game. Man. So
2: I don't know. Well, you know. I don't, and again, I read the comics and I ignore the show stuff now. Although I heard this season is really good. See, I
0: actually didn't like this season very much, but see, I liked the season on the farm, and everybody else hated it. So everyone's got their <sighs> I think, own. I think, I think, yeah, this. you're you're on the you're, you're not in touch with the fandom
2: on this one. Yeah, I don't think, but yeah, no, Michonne, as far as I know, is a big fan favorite because she's a badass with a sword. If you go, if you that's you're, all it takes, I guess. Badasses with swords do pretty
0: well in pop, in pop fiction. Yeah, they really do. All right, it's time to move on. Uh, you know, before we actually do move to the next topic of the Big Six, we should probably give our opinion of the show in general, which we never really talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jeff did an amazing job. Um, granted, I'm his friend, and I probably am a little bit biased, but I thought it was like, as the graphic says, it was a perfect mix. I thought it was a great mix of awards, of live action, um, I felt like you know maybe some of the marketing was a little heavy-handed, like the whole. It's always going to be. In, it is in always going to be. No,
2: I mean it's just not. But
0: you know, like the the Star Wars Battlefront stuff backstage. Yeah, like,
2: especially since it was obvious they were just playing battle mode, right. not online. I don't yeah. think. I think I didn't think that looked like it was an actual online game they were playing behind them.
0: And you could tell some of the people, like some of them were all into. I did like
2: to, it was. I'm glad John Vignocchi showed up and handed over a new Disney Infinity figure to her. It was a. Uh, I mean, ask. I, I want that Kylo Ren figure.
0: Cool. But that, to me, was like the epitome of like well, marketing well, overload. Well, my question on that was like, where was it? Like he just pulled it out and like, right? was it like <laughs> stuffed down his belts or like? Well, I, don't, I have no idea where he got that figure She's from. She's like, that figure's really worn. Yeah. <laughs> Gummy bear. Yeah. <laughs> but like the interview with like Dead Mouse, you could tell he didn't want to do it because yeah. he knew he's savvy and he's like, this is like a marketing thing you're making me do. Mm-hmm. But look. I'm glad he has sponsors, because hopefully he gets more for next year so that the show can yeah. keep going, because the otherwise, churches, churches were great, you know, the the whole dedication to Awada was great, mm-hmm. the song that they did for him was great, Reggie's eulogy was amazing, was I good. actually got misty-eyed during that, and got a little choked up, like... I just thought, you
2: know, I never never forget that the the, one of the things people watch the Oscars for every year is the in memoriam.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. I wonder if Jeff will end up doing that. There's almost
2: I think eventually, you know, I think the industry has been too young for that. Right. Uh, You're going to start hitting a point in the next 10, 15 years where there are going to be enough. A lot of people yeah. passing every year. Yeah. Yeah. And not, I mean, you know, the In, the in Memoriam montage of the Oscars co- you know, covers cinematographers, right. costume designers, yeah, yeah, art yeah. directors, you know, and people that you wouldn't, you know, not major big stars everyone's heard of, but it's like, you know, you, sh- you sometimes you see that name, you're like, oh, the costume designer for, like, Sound and Music or whatever. It's like, oh, my God, you know, these people that, like, were integral parts of these things you love so much that you never even knew their names, but now they're gone. Yeah. And, like, we should acknowledge that. And I think that's going to start happening more and more in the game industry. And I, I, I don't think it's... Yeah, I don't think it would be out of place to do that in one of these shows. And, you know, maybe not Game Awards, maybe GDC Awards. I don't don't know who's
0: got the jurisdiction on that. But I think that's going to become a question soon. Yeah, I never found myself, like, checking my cell phone to see what time it was. Like, everything moved along in a good clip. There was no commercial breaks. The commercials were basically just trailers that would have been Mm -hmm. a part of, like, the show last year. Um, Yeah, my... uh, my question
2: my, my, well my criticisms would be more from a production standpoint I mean I think they, you know, it's an amazing show that they got pulled together and it all works very, it worked very well for the most part um, and I didn't see it streaming so I don't know what's different about the presentation or if there's more graphical well they do like a pre-show well obviously. they ran that in the in the in the auditorium or the, in the theater it was oh the if you went in early you could have watched a pre-show yeah a pre-show for oh. like the half hour before where he talked yeah. to like you know he talked, I think he talked to Reggie and a couple things but like it was all brought shown oh, okay. in, in the theater uh, so that was good. The main things I would say is uh, there's still some things that I can't tell if they're intentional choices or production errors. Like the, the, the lights go down on Jeff before he's done talking sometimes. Yeah. And I was like, what? I'm not sure what's happening there. Well, obviously,
0: they got the wrong card that they gave Jay yeah, Raymond. The wrong card to Jay <laughs> Raymond. That was How embarrassing nerd. for her! That was a big gaffe. Yeah. That was a big mistake um, I don't know how Because uh, she's like, the one who With egg on her face And it wasn't her fault right. Like they had misprinted
2: the. And card. Jeff did tweet about that And, and took responsibility but look, for it But look When it, like,
0: 14 million people right. Are watching the show And you have 100,000 followers Or whatever he's got Like that right. message Isn't getting out to everybody But either. it's like it's so it's there's millions like, look, of people it, Who think Jade Raymond Made a mistake
2: Right But it's also like Look if you can get All those neon cubes Out there for churches on time Maybe you can stack The envelopes In the right order too Right and It's like there's a little bit Of a like, What a Jade? I don't know. She seemed like she was drunk or high. My I, see, that seems about what everybody's thinking. When I saw that, and I, you know, when I saw, and I was there in person, what I saw was someone who didn't wear the glasses. Yeah. I thought maybe she couldn't see the teleprompter. That could probably, be because I've done that in certain situations where I'm like, well, I don't want to wear my glasses for this, so I'm going to go out and then you get up there and it's like I can't see. That could be actually, and because she was blinking a little bit, yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. I, To me, that looked to me like someone who didn't, or either maybe her contacts were going out of whack or something yeah. she couldn't see. Like to me it looked like someone who was having trouble seeing what she was supposed to read. Yeah. Um I don't know. I don't you know, I don't know where I didn't talk to her. I don't I have no idea. But like I did not assume she was drunk. I assu- I thought to me uh, as, being as a live I couldn't really see her. As a glasses person, I was like that looks like if I had left my glasses off and tried to go out and not
0: It was when I watched the archive video of it where I was like what is up with her cuz it wasn't even it was like the way she was like reading and talking like I don't know I should have had the. Well, then I was. I mean, Tony maybe run, she, she but... could have
2: also just been nervous. Like you know I know you know you don't always get up you know and do that in front of all those people. It's a, yeah. there's a lot of people in the audience. It's a big theater. It's a big stage. Lights are everywhere. And the other thing is like she clearly had a scripted joke about David Hayter to read, but because Kojima didn't show up. Kiefer Sutherland accepted that award on his right. behalf, so she had to make a joke about David Hayter being better than right. Kiefer Sutherland as when, Kiefer Sutherland was leaving yeah, the fucking stage, <laughs> really which is weird. probably not how that was scripted. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like... So well, I, they could have rewritten the joke. They, they could have, but they, was... I don't know if they even knew when, when they knew Kojima wasn't coming in. Right. You know, who knows? And maybe they didn't yeah. even think about that. Yeah. You know, but you know, when you get into the production on these big, it's big shows, to... it's easy to forget what's bumping up against it it, is, each yeah. other. You know, it, like, yeah. that, that is... You know it, that is why we read. You know, you reread and you re rehearse and you rethink these things. You know, a hundred times before you actually get there on show day because you never. You know, and and everything stuff slips through. It's always gonna slip through. The only only other thing I would say is um, find a way to end the actually end the show. Yeah, nobody knew it was over because like Deadmau stopped playing. That's because his it's just, song just one just it sucked.
0: Of, but yeah, and look, I'm. I consider myself a house aficionado, and I know him. And he's not one of like my favorite house producers. It just never went anywhere. It you? never went anywhere. And then it's like, if you're closing the awards show, you need like a big build-up crescendo yeah. at the end with a drop. And just, also, like, I mean, then that everybody knows. But oh, also, great, your song build right, up. But even even if this song
2: had been great, that's not how you end that. Like, right. you know, you, Jeff has to come back out and say, like, all right, thanks. Yeah, like, thank for coming. Like, yeah. Check it. You know, you know, go out there and check out these. De- you need to, the host needs to close it out. Even yeah. even in the Oscars and whatever, you know, I know we don't want to always use the Oscars and stuff as a template for these things, and so we need to make our own thing. But, like, that's just how you host a show. It is, Like, yeah. you know, it's like the, the final thing happens, and then, you know, even, in even the Even if while he's
0: still playing, he yeah. comes out and is like, thanks, people! Yeah. Da, 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 da. Thanks for everything. You know, da, 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 da.
2: like, everything's done. You know, I'll see you on, you know, yeah. whatever, you know. Go it, to the after party. Go to whatever, yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, check out the deals that are up up for two more days. You know, half right. off and more on these. Yeah. You know, like whatever, whatever. You it want did to do. end
0: very oddly.
2: If and that last showed had to, year to too. say, "Go home." Yeah, Dead Mouse yeah. said, "That's it, go away." Like, yeah. yeah, and like um, Dead Mouse was just very standoffish. That he night.
0: really was. <laughs> he took his he-, he took his helmet off like twenty seconds into his song. It's like, no, dude, that's why you're here because mm. you wear the mouse head. Like. Nobody cares what you look like under the mouse head. Like that's why you're bigger than all the other DJs cuz you have your gimmick. And it's like you know like Bleh.
2: See, I was surprised he took it off. And yeah. like, but like to me I mean I don't really know. I know who he is, but I don't yeah. know much about him. So I was just like, oh, maybe he does just doesn't wear it the whole time anymore cuz he's just like over it. Well, he could yeah, I could. I mean, do. I, mean I don't, I don't, I don't really, know what he does. I don't things. really
0: keep up with what he's doing right But that so. and the
2: other thing is like I guess like there were moments when I guess like after the show, or when I looked at the awards listing when I got home, it was like, oh, that—that's what that meant when they said, like, also the winner of best. What they—they they would throw like random things, like, oh yeah, yeah. this also won best RPG, you know? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, And it's like I think they needed to, um, kind of call. You know, it, it's an it is an awards just called the Game Awards. I think you yeah. should at least you know, at least kind of stop for a second and say like, it's like. You know, list. The, if you're not going to give the award out on the show, I think there should be a moment where you kind of like Jeff sort of runs down like this is this 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 just to like make it clear. Because I, I, I at certain points I didn't realize that they were also telling me that something won another award. No, you're right.
0: I mean, and the, my my last criticism before we move on, is, I would say, is the choice of awards that they gave out on the show was a little odd. They yeah. kind of skipped over Some of the bigger genres Sometimes that
2: can be dictated By like um, Who's going to show who's up Who's going to show up And also like <laughs> You know Like you give best RPG Out to The Witcher And then you give it a, You know The Witcher won enough That like you know I don't think you want to have To have that poor guy Who wore a t-shirt Yeah <laughs> With his own game name on it Up there All, the, all you know Four or five times um, Although we did get A great gif out of him Yeah With the misannounced card Which yeah. is like What the fuck Yeah um, So I, I get why they're doing it Because you never quite know Who's going to be there Sometimes But like yeah, it was like weird that, you know, we got we got Best Shooter in the house, but then we didn't see Best RPG, yeah. and then we, I don't know, I mean, far be it from me to suggest the show needs to be longer. Yeah. But, but the show might need to be a little longer. I don't
0: think so. I think oh, you got to yeah, keep it at two hours. Oscars, three and a half hours. Yeah, and I don't watch the Oscars, ever. A I don't lot even of people watch the Oscars, it. though. I don't know. I think those people are like 80 years
2: old. Yeah, well, one day we'll be 80 years old watching this, so...
0: Uh, I probably won't if it's three hours long. And
2: Jeff will still be hosting.
0: <laughs> yeah, he probably will. All right, let's move on to the next topic. So, obviously, PSX just happened this past weekend. We could do one topic about v- PSX, but we're not, because so much stuff happened there. We've kind of broken it up into separate categories. Probably the biggest story from PSX is PlayStation VR. They pushed it hardcore at PlayStation Experience, which makes sense... You know, essentially, if they actually hit their release date, this will be their last big chance to really promote PlayStation mm. VR and promote it, did they ever. I was blown yeah. away by how much PlayStation VR stuff was there. Um, maybe uh, maybe the live demos yeah seem a little risky. No, well, it was... So, yeah, the PlayStation VR... Fiasco, so to speak, reminded mm-hmm. me a lot of the Kinect <laughs> demo, where he's like, "Bam!" Bam, underside
2: of your foot. It's like, it, 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 never underestimate the ability of stage lights to screw up some kind of motion control situation.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what happened here. Like, his arms just disappeared, and
2: they started. Well, like they're tweaking using out. well, they're using move controllers, right? So you're still dealing with light and infrared, yeah, and, and like, you're right, stage the PlayStation Eye camera picks that. up yeah. those little yeah. balls on the controllers. Man, and, I'll, and it's any you know anything can mess with it. like. like Hell, when I did when I got my Wii U, I did the Wii Wii U transfer thing. So you yeah. have to have both systems on. Yeah, and I had both on, and like the one sensor bar, the two sensor bars for each system were interfering with each other. Right, and so like I had to like turn one off to actually right, get right. the thing to work. So that stuff is very can be very sensitive, and like stage lights don't care.
0: Here's like, the problem for Sony with this, though, is that this was like other than. A couple other games this was like the big demo for playstation vr yeah and if you're trying to convince you know they've said that you can expect to pay as much for this as you would pay for a console you need a better demo than that man like yeah and you know they didn't the two guys who were doing it didn't put didn't play it off especially well mm. when they started having issues like like it's worth it to reset like, I understand yeah. when you're on stage, it's, like, really nerve-wracking. You're like, oh, we can't stop this. But when you're talking about a product that you have spent probably close to a billion dollars in R&D yeah, you might on. you want to just, like, reset. Sometimes it's better to just, like, go to the host who can sit there and kind of warm up the crowd while you, like, reset. Like, bad decisions were made here, Matt, mm-hmm. on, on this demo. Or at the very least, you just end it. You're just like, oh, we're having problems, and you just move on with the show. But to sit here and watch these two guys try to fumble through something that's breaking, trying to make light of it when they're not particularly funny guys, like, it was just, it was a disaster. Like, it really was a complete well, also, disaster. It also kind of highlights, like, part of the, you know,
2: there's some interesting it's things funky. in here. It's finicky, right? Yeah, well, there's also some interesting things in here, but, like, the part of the problem for me with the whole PlayStation VR presentational stuff here was that... um while a lot of it looks like, oh, that would be fun to mess with, a lot of it, it, most of it, just looks like the same shit that was on the Kinect that ends up in the back of my drawer. It does. Like, I don't see anything here that would want me, make me spend 400 dollars on something, except one
0: game. Well, but let's we start ripping through these here. So let's talk about one, which I think the one that you're you're talking about is Res nope. Infinite. No. Although Res Infinite is very, I love Res. So like, yeah, if I got
2: a PlayStation VR, I'd absolutely play Res Infinite. I will yeah, play I mean, Res Infinite without VR. I don't care. I gotta
0: love. I love Res. Yeah, I uh, I love Res as well. I, I went to Japan a few years ago, and I finally got myself a trans vibrator. Nice. I got one of those. What was that? like a two thousand five.
2: I got it for five bucks on clearance. A, where? It was at like some store in Aki, Akihabara. Really? Like they, had, they had a whole bin full of them. They were five dollars each. I got like three of them. I
0: paid like forty dollars for mine. <laughs> and that was after I searched all over Akihabara and all the other stores. Like I couldn't, one I couldn't find them. I think I got it at Mr. Potato. I think that's where I finally yeah. found one for like forty
2: bucks. No this was like one of those like giant like multi-level stores like you know on the main drag outside yeah, yeah. of Mr. Potato. And I was like, no it was just like they had a whole bit of clearance in them. They couldn't get rid wow. of them. And I was like, "I'll take like four of
0: those." Thank you. I was a like, day late and forty dollars short.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> we're both obviously excited for Res. If you, if anyone who's like just got into the games doesn't know what Res is, it's like basically a on rails shooter where you need to shoot enemies to the beat to build your multiplier. mean um, obviously, as you can see, the the visuals are psychedelic. Uh, Mizuguchi. How long has it been since we've seen Mizuguchi? Years. Long years time, years. man.
2: Like. I used to party with that dude. In Tokyo we all did. All, it's like, he's well, he a great used to guy. come to G4
0: all the time. Yeah, like he would just pop in and be like, "Yo, what up, bro?" Like he, yeah. he's also. A Japanese developer that speaks great English, mm-hmm. which is probably why I always remembered him because you could actually sit and have a conversation with him without having a translator there. You no, know, I remember one the, the,
2: one of the craziest nights in Tokyo. I think was with, it was him, and it was also the Team Ninja guys because the Team Ninja guys loved G four because of that Ninja Guy interview, right? Did. Yeah, like oh, that's
0: right, they did love yeah. that
2: because yeah. um, <laughs> the Gensu knife spoof, yeah. yeah. yeah um, um, Oh, yeah, yeah. no, I can't remember the guy. The Itagaki? Name. Itagaki yeah. used to keep that video, a video of that video on his phone so he could watch it whenever uh, he wanted.
0: That's so funny. And, like,
2: yeah, they, 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 was, uh, they were the rock stars. They were the, they're the weirdos. They are the weirdos. <laughs> so yeah. so like they they're tons of fun. <laughs> and, you know, this is also the guy, you know, he did Space Channel 5. and Yeah. And, you know, very musically
0: oriented. All his stuff is musically oriented. He started Q Games, and they pretty much mm-hmm. do nothing but music and rhythm games. Um, Rez isn't a particularly deep game But no. it's a great experience was, And in, in VR it would be super crazy Oh it will be like, mind blowing yeah. in VR And whoever The perfect choice Yeah Whoever came up with the idea to reach out to him And I'm guessing it may have been like Shane Bettenhausen Because I know he's a mm-hmm. big fan of Mizuguchi's stuff um, It's a very smart move This could actually end up being like the killer app for PlayStation VR Could be A game that how old is it now? Like 10 years maybe? At least ten, more than 10 Yeah. Yeah But I mean it makes sense yeah. for the technology, the immersion, I mean literally. And it's something you could put any put put that headset on anyone. It's like just play this. Yeah. And they'll get it. Yep. And uh you know, of course he played it with a pressure suit, which we we're not going to have at home, <laughs> which had like 24 like haptic feedback rumblers in it or something crazy.
2: Well, my girlfriend, was when we saw it, because when we watched that, she's like, oh, do they sell the suit? I'll buy the suit. The suit lights up. That's cool. (laughs) I'm just like, I don't know if they're selling the suit. Yeah, I don't think so. That'll be in the Ultra Deluxe Edition. Yeah,
0: that'll cost like two grand or whatever. (laughs) So, really excited about that. Um, Eagle Flight, that's Ubisoft's Eagle game. <laughs> eagle game. Yeah. It's like it's like the uh, Far Cry
2: Primal Eagle getting broken out into his own spin-off, I guess. Or the
0: Eagle from Assassin's, eagle Assassin's Creed. Creed. With the eagle vision. I will say
2: this, like I, while that was like oh I gotta like that was the one VR game in that whole presentation that my girlfriend was like was like, Ooh Really? Like, so that was the one she was like, Oh, that looks cool. I'm like, It does? I think like, it I, can make me nauseous. And I was but, but like I'm like look, like you I mean she's not actually casual? You know, I don't I don't mean to use her as like a casual thing, right, she, right. she's better at Castlevania than I'll ever be uh, she bought a PS4 for Bloodborne. I mean, she is not, she is not your casual right. target She's market. not a typical But girlfriend. she doesn't care about, play sta- about VR stuff, because she gets dizzy with 3D things. But she saw that, and she was like, ooh, I'd try that.
0: It's apparently, it's like a dogfighting game. It's not just, like, an exploration. It's, oh, it's yeah? up to like four people can dogfight each other, and there's actual goals and things like that that you want, to you need to achieve. Um, right. There's even, like, a little snippet of that. They show, like, the names above, like, the eagles or okay. whatever. That's um, cool.
2: But it looks Again,
0: like... Is You going to pay 400 bucks for that, though? Hell no. <laughs> like, it's just one of those, like, well, that's kind of cool if I can fly around like an eagle. Yeah. And it does kind of go to the fact that... To I, the sea? Yeah, like, I don't, like, a couple months ago on this show, I was talking about... Hey, that was pretty good. I was talking about how VR can kind of reset the whole industry because things that are so simple in yeah. regular games now can become completely compelling in VR. And, like, just flying around could be... Pretty exciting
2: yeah, in VR. But they also don't demo. You know, it's like these demos are also kind of hard to look at in the sense that like a lot of these are PlayStation Two graphics. You know, in places. You know, and it's like well, like you have to sell the experience over the look. Like you can't, you know, because I can easily see someone looking at something like that and be like, well, why would I play that when I can play like Far Cry Primal The Witcher and it looks it looks great. It's yeah. like well, because. You're not getting the experience at it. But at the same time, I can argue that, but I can
0: also be like, should I pay $500
2: for it? Mm." Well, this game
0: graphically looks pretty good. It does. It doesn't look bad. We're going to get to some of those games you were talking about here in a minute. Psychonauts and the Rhombus of Ruin. Shortest trailer ever. Yeah. (laughs) Lasts about five seconds. You're going to see it here probably ten times in a row I try to talk about it. Points for being maybe the first game to ever use the word Rhombus in the title. Well, points for also making fun of Palmer Lucky. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and his whole time cover or whatever. So apparently this game takes place in between the first, the end of the first game and the beginning of the second. It's like a filler in between the two games. Mm. Um, not much else is known about it at this point. They don't say whether it's like a 3D platformer like the original. Um, we really have no idea. I would think not because that would be very hard to... Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what the franchise is, though. I feel like
2: it... I don't know. What is it? I mean, maybe it's just going to be like a... Like a Res or
0: House of the Dead style kind of shooter thing?
2: Like, I don't know. There's I, really
0: no details about it out there at all. Like, all they said is where it fills the plot, and that's pretty much all yeah, they said. So, kind yeah. of excited for that, I guess. Like I'll look at it. It's, again, it's like if you want to drop a
2: free PlayStation VR in my lap, I'll play that. Yeah, yeah. But, like, so far I don't see it. Even
0: cumulatively, I don't really see anything that makes me want to buy one. Well, let's keep plowing, Matt ace combat 7 so here's the one that we thought was going to be in the game awards rumors were mm-hmm. saying it was going to be in the game awards it ended up not it ended up being in sony's press conference at psx and now maybe we see why it's because it is for playstation right. vr this game probably will make me vomit when i play it this is my this is my <laughs> of all the PlayStation vr stuff shown this is the one that i'm most
2: excited about but again you can play it without the vr so right it's again, will you play uh, it with or without well, I'm not going to spend $400 for a headset to play it in VR. Like, I don't, again, like there's it's nothing. Not play it in VR, you mean? I'll, I'll play it. I'll play it not in VR, rather than spend the money on a headset. I no, mean, oh, I'm
0: saying if you had PlayStation VR, which oh, would you, oh yeah, for sure, you'd play
2: it in VR. Yeah, play, you probably play, wouldn't play, be as good at it. Plain stuff, oh, I don't know about that. Really? Plain stu- stuff, if you have an in-cockpit view, plain stuff in VR is really good. It's, oh, I, it's, know. I I'm better at them at the dogfighting sims and the VR stuff than I am normally, because you have much better spatial awareness. I think it honestly will make me sick. It might. It may. Look, I don't get motion sick. I don't get dizzy. I don't, I don't either. Nothing, I can ride roller coasters all, all day. But when I played that EVE dogfighting sim... I got a little woo, so and, and I, they're, yeah. they're like, "Look at your body," and like you look down at the virtual pilot body, and like, and then yeah, it all re-centered, and I was fine. that. Yeah. But like, I never get motion dizzy, anything like that, and like
0: ten seconds in VR did it, did it to me. In that. Well, yeah, that Valkyrie game cool. did it to me. That, that other Val- VR yeah. game has done it to me. That's the only one, and it did the same thing to me, man. Like I was like, "Oh my god, I'm a barf." Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not <laughs> sure. Like I didn't feel nauseous, but I felt like just my head spun. I was just like, yeah. I have no idea where
2: I am. I don't know. I have no sense of orientation. So I'm actually I am wondering like, if Ace combat would be different because you'd have a sky and a ground. Whereas like the reason I got so dizzy in Valkyrie was it's just a big space ball. You know, right. so It's just like a big, um, you know, open white no open wide field. There's, there's, yeah, there's, yeah, there's no orientation. At, yeah. So I think that's what happened. But I think in a in an atmospheric game, I wouldn't feel like that as much. But again. Uh, Rez is a great choice. This is a great choice because in cockpit stuff, driving or flying, and like kind of that, you know, that, that virtual reality
0: floaty thing,
2: I think those are both kind of the, the, the easiest gateways into the VR thing.
0: I think they're saying this is going back to like a fictional universe again, whereas the last couple Good. games tried to be in like the real world or whatever. Well, Six did. But Infinity did. Yeah. Infinity
2: did, um,. Yeah, because, yeah, Assault Horizon tried to be real world. It right. was basically their attempt to be Call of Duty, which yeah. just failed horribly. It sure did. And uh, Infinity was, like, kind of vaguely something. It was Infinity didn't really have much going on, really,
1: yeah.
2: uh, story-wise or setting-wise. But, yeah, I'm glad to see them back in their fictional universe. Okay,
0: Golem, which just is goal. created by kind of an all-star indie team. Um, the trailer that they showed for this game didn't really reveal a whole much. I mean, no. honestly, it looks like you just control a big stone behemoth. Yeah, it's a golem, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, it, it sure is. is. And I mean, it's like the I the how they break the
0: third wall, too, and how there's a character kind fourth of wall. doing VR, fourth wall, doing VR in the game that is VR. Yeah,
2: <laughs> like, and they set it up as like, oh, the golem's going to break into her right. room yeah. or whatever, but it's actually her controlling Her it controlling
0: it the golem trying to get into her room. Um, so it's, you know... Not a lot of details no. surfaced about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It looks interesting, kinda. Maybe. Maybe. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Next modern. That is certainly a premise for a game. Yeah, it sure is. It does seem pretty generic. Uh, next modern zombie taxi company. Now this is what you are talking about when you're saying PS2 yeah. level graphics. This is basically what you're talking about. The game. It looks really garish. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, it looks like my first video game. Like,
2: Well, it's also kind of embracing the whole, like, oh, like, we can just do crazy, people are floating around like, and awkward, and like, oh, well, what's like that? Zombies are like that. So let's just have physics shit thrown all over. It. It's almost like Goat Simulator a little bit. Yeah. In terms of, like, just, like let's just throw physics simulations at everything.
0: Yeah, I think this, is, this could end up being the epitome of... Really stupid things in other video games are actually kind of fun in VR games.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Cause it's like one thing to look at this and be like, oh, this looks ridiculous, but if you imagine like this being your world, like right. everything you see is this, like it could you know, maybe there's there's something there. Well
0: it's like Crazy Taxi with zombies, basically, yeah. right? Which, you know, Crazy Taxi was fun for a little while. I'd rather
2: maybe just have VR Crazy Taxi.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're right, actually, that'd probably be more fun. Hey yeah, you... you...
2: where are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there but, is kind of a crazy taxi thing in Yakuza 5, though.
0: So yeah. They, they haven't forgotten. Here's the thing, though, with these games is, like, you look at that game, you're trying to sell PlayStation VR to somebody, they see that game. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. That may have been one of those things that, like, you just include on, like, a compilation disc that, like, comes like with Like a Nintendo Land VR. kind of thing,
2: yeah. That, I mean, that would be a good Wii Sports equivalent.
0: Right. That plus, like, three or four other yeah. things... Like this next one, 100-foot robot golf. I, I do like the title, I have to admit. <laughs> I feel like they're trying to be the Rocket League of golf with this. Just the whole presentation uh-huh. of it, the name of it, like, I don't know. I mean, this is the right kind of goofy,
2: probably, but like, <laughs> uh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> it seems so ridiculous. Like it's, it's, I think it's funny. Like, Demolish I like it. your way to par. I mean, yeah, I, now I, you're whacking someone else with. The, yeah, I
2: mean, sure. I mean, this is what Lee Trevino's fighting golf probably should have always been. Yeah. When you think about
0: it, <laughs> here you are hitting the hitting <laughs> off the tee on the moon, hitting the ball towards the earth. Again, this pro, this game should be comp- compiled in with. Yeah. Modern Zombie Taxi Company. Modern Zombie Taxi Company, and the next one. And, and with the next one, Job Simulator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is actually the epitome of what I was saying about how things that don't seem like they could be fun. Might be fun in VR. like, <laughs> Might? Actually, no. No. I That's not
2: fun. Well, the, the part, of the, part of the thing is like, oh, you can do all these things you wouldn't be able to do at work. Well, the fun of doing it at work would be like doing it to the people around you. Right.
0: You know, like, that would be the fun of it, is actually doing it at work. Right. For real. <laughs> doing it in a virtual world makes Again, no I think sense. Again,
2: I think you're right. A whole bunch of this, uh, some of this stuff would
0: hopefully be just a thing that came with the, yeah. the headset. Cause that's the other thing too. They do need a pack-in, I think, for this.
2: I think for sure.
0: Yeah, you can't. You can't. You gotta give me something. I mean, you buy a console, you don't always get a game.
2: I bought a console. I got Resogun, and that was pretty good.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess the pack-ins are all digital
2: now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they'll. You know, I, I assume there'll be also be some way to like. Um, yeah, they'll either come with codes, or like you could also just like I'm sure there's a way they can tell you have a he- headset plugged in. You just plug in, go on a PSN. It's like, oh, here's some games for you. Yeah, I hope so. So, like little mini, you know, like like the PlayStation Minis they used to have. Like
0: the you know a bunch of VR versions of those. So here's what I think about PlayStation VR at this point. There's still no killer app for it. No. There's still no must-have. There's experience. stuff I would absolutely play, but there's nothing I would buy the goggles for yeah I play it all. everything we just talked about I play all of them um would if I were an average consumer who has to spend three to four hundred dollars for that headset are these games gonna convince me to do that? No, I would say no here's the thing you need like
2: some because I, I don't know if it's even feasible, but it's like you need something that you can't get anywhere else and like I know you can get can't get v r anywhere I mean v r is v r but like the thing is like you need. The next installment of, a, you need like an Ace Combat 7 that is a series that someone other than me cares about that like you can't play in non-VR. Right. Like you need, like the next Grand Theft Auto needs to be VR and not playable in 2D. Like you need, you need something that's going to make people just like holy shit, I have to play that. And if I need a
0: VR system to do it, so be it. And there isn't anything like that. I here. think that they think it's rigs. I think that they think that Riggs is going to be the game that's going to be, like, the Wii Sports of PlayStation VR. Really? Have you played Rigs at all? No. So, there's no, like, aiming in the game. Basically, wherever you look is where you shoot. And that's why they always show in the trailers that people, like, going mm-hmm. like this. Because it literally, wherever you look it's where your bullets fly. And so... It's, like, got that Wii Sports casual angle to it where you don't have to be really good at normal video games to be good Mm -hmm. at the game. It's really just, like, running around and looking at people. Like, that's really all the game is. (laughs) And so I think that they're looking at that as something that could be, like, a Trojan horse to get people into VR. Everyone's going to be able to handle it. Mm -hmm. No one's going to be getting their butt kicked, like, when they play Call of Duty. I still say that, like, you know, again, I've watched the videos of Riggs. I haven't played it, and
2: I just don't get anything interesting from watching those videos. And, like, you know, if if it's fun when you're playing it, that's one thing this stuff demos so badly. Like, I don't know how you get people to stick their heads in these things. Like, I mean, I'm sure you get them, but, like, again, I don't know, it's not in the sense of, like, oh, people won't put a goggle, put goggles on, they will. You have to get this out there and able for people to try it. And, yeah. like, I don't know how, again, we've talked about, like, you know, do you have someone in, in Best Buy at a kiosk with a, you know, disinfectant wiping down right. the, the thing every time. <laughs> you know, but, like, you gotta... Show people this. You have to. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you know, maybe rigs would be a lot of fun, but I don't see that from the video. Yeah. Apparently, I'd have to see it in person. And if you want this thing to sell, you know, ten million
0: units, that's a lot of demos to give. That's a lot of demo stations. <laughs> yeah. It sure is. Yeah, I'm not really too hyped on it, man. I'm real. I mean, I'm excited for it, and I want to play it. But as far as whether it's going to be a success or not, I'm really yeah. I mean, I love the VR. Before, I was kind idea. of in the middle, but like it's start now that we're so close, mm-hmm. and this was kind of their last chance to really sell it. I feel well, like the needle's starting to trend down. Well, a little you may, bit. well, you know, I mean, I really
2: would like VR to be a thing. I'm, I'm in favor of VR. I, I I've played VR games, and they're, you know, like this stuff's great. It, like it adds something to certain genres in particular. It adds a lot to something like a fight, a, a flight game, and stuff like that. But like. Like we talked before about, like, you know, you know like my, where I said, like, you know, my worry was it's going to be another move or another eye toy where, like, yeah. it doesn't do what Sony wants it to do right out of the gate, and so they just sort of slowly walk away from they it. They bail on it, And yeah. you said that, like, you know, well, they put too much money into this to do that. And, like, while I think that's a good point, like, looking at this, I don't know if it matters. Yeah. You know, like, do they actually have a killer app? Do they actually have something, a plan? Do they actually have... Ideas for games, like you said, like you know, people are gonna have like you know their ideas are gonna work out the kinks. The second year is gonna have a lot more you know real shit, and you're worried that EA is gonna miss that boat, maybe not by not doing anything in the outset, but you look at this and you're like, well, where do you go from here? Like you've, yeah. you've either got you've either got games that like look like the same mini games we didn't care about on the Kinect or, or the Wii, or you've got. Like these well, they're v- probably
0: reworking a home right now to work with right. PlayStation VR. Or they've got like because VR? that might end up being the killer. But You've app. also
2: got VR games, uh, VR versions of games you can
0: you've already played and can play normally anyway. Yeah. I would be surprised if they have a social network for PlayStation VR. And I'm surprised they haven't announced it already. Where literally you can just go... That would explain where home went. Right. Um, and visit other people virtually. Because I have a feeling eventually that's something Facebook's going to do with Oculus. And they're probably going to charge you for virtual real estate. Which is just mind-blowing. But... It'll work. It will work. Totally. Like I uh, One guy in Entropia paid like 25 grand for a planet. Remember that? That's what I'm saying. Like, people... Are crazy when it comes to <laughs> stuff like that. They really are. Uh, yeah, I'm really starting to become pessimistic on PlayStation VR, Matt. I hate to say it, but this was kind of their chance to really show it off in like their big demo tanks. Like, like you said, probably the biggest game that'll work for it, other than Res, is Ace Combat. You can play that without VR, and I I'm probably still would waiting for the No to... Man's Sky announcement. Yeah, still nothing. No,
2: I feel I can see why they didn't. You know, because No Man's Sky was originally shown. On you know VGX, yeah. Jeff's show the year before he started the VGAs right, right. or the, the the Game Awards, um, is, I'm never going In to that say that disaster of a show. Yeah, well, I'm never going to say I'm never going to a- not accidentally say VGAs. Oh you know, yeah, trying to it's say just PGAs. impossible. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, so I can see why maybe Sony would feel like we need a break from that game because at a certain point, at this point, it's like, what else can you show? It was Roman named Sky? most
0: anticipated game at the yeah? Game
2: Awards. I was surprised by that. I, I think people are hot for that game, but they also don't know. You know, it's 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 one of those games that if it's if it's good, it's going to have a very serious impact on my life balance. Yeah. <laughs> like it's going to be I honestly, a problem.
0: I don't even know and we'll probably do a category for our uh, show in a couple days for a game of the year, but I don't even know if I'd put that in my top five most anticipated for next year. I really don't know if I would. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I, <didn't. laughs> I know you love it. <laughs> I hope I love it. Speaking of Go, we need to move on uh, to the next topic of the big six. I think we all had our, we said our piece on PlayStation VR. Next we're going to talk about Paragon, which was the game that Epic had built up for literally weeks and weeks. They debuted this game with just like a character teaser, and they put out like two or three before it was finally unveiled. It turns out it's a MOBA Mm -hmm. for PC and PlayStation 4. Do we need another MOBA, Matt?
2: We didn't That's even, hard to we say. We didn't even Another really MOBA need the met. last three MOBAs. <laughs> yeah. Look, League of Legends rules this space. For sure. Uh, Blizzard has carved out a little bit of a niche. Dota 2 has certainly oh. a, a growing audience. Um oh, Dota 2's huge. Why are you even trying? Is here's my question. What, like, it's like that when people would launch like you know MMOs because World of Warcraft was big. It's like, no, World of Warcraft is the big one. Like, yeah. you don't, you aren't going to get a slice of that pie. Like, what? Well, not one that's going to sustain you. So I don't know what the point is, here's especially there's so much work you have to put in these
0: things. Right. And here's what MMO developers have discovered: is that like they're a lot of work. They're yeah. Hard to make. And if you can't differentiate yourself in the market, you have no chance. And that's why every contender that stepped up to WoW has failed. And so. When I saw this game, I was like, how does this differentiate itself? Well, it's predominantly a shooter, a third-person shooter. But the problem with that is that the game that you didn't mention, that that we probably should have mentioned, is Smite. This game Mm -hmm. looks just like Smite. Granted, the production values are better. Um, You know, Smite's been around for a long time. It probably could use a, a graphical overhaul and whatnot. But Smite is huge. And Smite has also been incredibly successful on Xbox One. It's made the transition to consoles very well. I mean, maybe their angle with this is it's the first good MOBA available for PlayStation 4?
2: Maybe. I mean, Again, it's Epic, so I'm
0: sure it'll be quality. But they've never made a MOBA before. Right. And we just but, saw that one does, studio. my question is like... Gigantic. Doesn't... They just laid off half of the staff working on that MOBA. Mm. Like, that genre is tough. It's a hard yeah. genre to create. And Epic has no experience working on MOBAs at all. Like... Well, also like look how long it took League of Legends to get where it is because it has been around for a long, long time. time. Like Riot, nobody can say Riot didn't pay its dues. Like it paid its dues and it stuck to its guns with the free to play mod. Like just jumping into the MOBA space, I mean, you're I, not going to crack that. Here's the storm I don't think. with all with all Blizzard's power, has still struggled yeah. to really find an audience. Like I played it in the beta for a couple weeks and it's. I quit. Like as soon as the beta ended, I was like, I'm well, you're "Done." Al- but
2: you're also you're already at critical mass with League of Legends and Dota Two. Like how how much more? And also these these things are such dedicated time sinks for the players. Like you're not going to play more than one. And they' are you also you're one. right. You
0: have to be right because if you want to be good, it's really yeah. hard to play more than one of these. And the other part of it too is that these games are driven by esports. Mm-hmm. Like that is what makes people play them. You know, That's the dream—the LCS for League of Legends. Like, yeah, millions of people watch it, and then they finish watching it, and they go play League of Legends. Like with Dota Two, it's the same thing. Like huge, mm. like the huge pots that they have in those tournaments. Like, it would, I just wouldn't—if I
2: was like, in, I just wouldn't go near that genre if I was like developing a new game. Like, it doesn't make any it sense. Really, it's like it—you know—it reminds me of. It reminds me of the XFL. Yeah, or the USFL, take yeah, your pick. It's just it's it's like what, but like it reminds me of the XFL in the sense of like you know you know Vince McMahon, the owner of the WWF, was the one who started, it. and it's like you're like you should know better, right? Like there's an element of like why did you think that would work? It's like I don't I don't understand how
0: you where you think you're going to get the because Vince McMahon understood quote unquote sports entertainment. Right. So you would think he would get it. But the one thing I would say about the XFL is that it was different. Like, they had a bunch of crazy yeah. rules and well, weird things. Well, this is different.
2: It's, it's a third-person shooter. and it's But like, Smite it's is, and,
0: does that already. Yeah, but nobody knows what that is. And look, there's... Right? <laughs> no, people know Smite. It's big. But, it, it
2: but like, it, again, it doesn't matter who's first. It doesn't matter what, you know, whoever... you know, It doesn't even necessarily matter who's better.
0: It's just whatever catches on. Yeah. And like, but what it, I'm saying is that, like, Smite has already caught on. And it's like a third-person action-adventure MOBA. It's not like... You know, a lot of other MOBAs, like Dota 2 or League of Legends, It when you play it, it looks like a strategy game. It's got that top-down mm-hmm. isometric camera. Smite actually plays from, like, a behind, over-the-shoulder camera, right. just like this game does. So, well, I'm
2: wondering if there's, you know, maybe the only logic I can see would be, like, well, maybe we're, they're attacking the console side of things because there isn't really a console equivalent of League of Legends right now. You know, the, the, Well, no, Smite no, is
0: on consoles. That's what I was saying earlier. But I don't so, think okay, it's on console. Apparently I don't you. know anything
2: about the Smite <laughs> thing because I don't care about MOBAs. Right, but like, yeah. Um, I just don't, you know, I, it seems like if you're getting into the MOBA game right now, you're basically fighting for crumbs.
0: Yeah, and you are. And I think Blizzard's probably learning that right now, too. As, you know, everyone's going to probably try it at first, but eventually they're going to go back to their old standby. And I should say, I, it's I just like, I like break- the look of
2: this. I like I like the design, and I, it looks cool. I just don't, you know, that, that's the, the kind of the paradox, is like, oh, that was cool, and I don't really have a MOBA I play. Maybe I could play this. It's like, But then I think, like, well, this thing's going to die you know basically starve to death at some point yeah. and like so why invest myself in something that's like you know, if I'm gonna play a mobile why well, should should just play with the ones that are gonna be around forever right but, well it's you know? just
0: like um which it, is which is
2: kind of a shitty attitude it to is, have yeah. but
0: like it's like it's it also seems kind of realistic well it's like if you have a girlfriend for a long time you start to get tired of her and you like break up with her you go out you hook up with a couple girls start to realize those other girls are crazy and then eventually you make your way right on back to that girlfriend again. <laughs> so I think a lot of that happens with MOBAs. So, like people are willing to try them but eventually they realize that it's much more comfortable to go with mm-hmm. what they know. And uh, it's a tough nut to crack. Epic has probably spent a ton of money on this. I, I think, think it was- happens with a lot of... I mean, I'm, I'm seeing that happen with Battlefront right now. Like the people... Like all
2: a lot of the really good people have left and like... Because yeah. I notice in games now... It's usually like three or four really good players, and everyone else gets like zero kills and ten deaths. And it's yeah. like so it's like a bunch of casuals and all. Like there's a few hardcore like good good players who have stayed because they know they can fucking dominate that yeah, game. Yeah, and the rest of them have gone back to Call of Duty basically, <laughs> right? And, and Halo. Yeah. And it's like it's a weird. And now that the new Jakku DLC went live, it's like even weird. It's it's it, that
0: phenomenon is definitely happening on Battlefront right now. I think. Yeah. So I think personally, it was a huge mistake. Epic, I'm sure, has dumped a ton of money into this. I don't know where they did their research. I'm sure they just looked at all that money Riot and uh, Valve are making, and just got stars in it their just, eyes. It just seems like the World of Warcraft thing all over again. It's it like really it, does. You know, like I'm, and
2: everybody threw so much at all those different, you know, and like, and not even like, you know, you, you know, probably Paragon would be the, at least the equivalent of something like Lord of the Rings Online, or like something that kind of found. Uh, oh, you can draw the analogies yeah. But like you know, but I'm thinking about stuff like um, you know, like Shadowbane, right? And like you know, like those little yeah. those little like things that
0: or the ones well, that got look, like sadly epic,
2: hyped up and never went anywhere.
0: Epic is, for lack of a better term, an epic developer. Like yeah. they've they're made big great enough to force the the issue They have that. enough cachet that people will try the game. Yeah, and uh, it's sometimes not going so to be ignored by any right. means. But will it hold? Probably not. It, yeah. didn't, it has, doesn't seem to be working for Blizzard. So and if Blizzard can't do it, like. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, with all their power, they have their own con. Epic doesn't have their own con. <laughs> like, And still, they can't convince riot people does. to leave. Yeah, right. It sure does. <laughs> yeah. All right, every, so every day is a Riot Con. Really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you have 20 million people playing League of Legends every yeah. day. All right, so let's move on to the next topic PS2 backwards compatibility on the PlayStation 4. I feel like this was a total knee jerk reaction to the Xbox One backwards compatibility, which, by the way, is backwards compatible with last gen not last last gen right is there any reason for this matt do we need ps have you tried it yet
2: well no because i won't pay fifteen dollars for a game i already fucking own
0: yeah uh there's so much wrong with the program
2: look i don't like that if i already own virtual console stuff on uh they want a dollar that like nintendo wants a dollar to upgrade it to the wii u version yeah but at least they don't want to charge me full price. Yeah, like that is. Not, I mean, granted, I don't own like a couple of the. You
0: know, but like Dark Cloud. Dude, you could buy Dark these games... I know, dude. You could buy these games on eBay right now for like a yeah. dollar or two dollars, and they want fifteen dollars uh, for a digital version. Well, obviously, you know, yes,
2: they're up upscaled to 1080p. They have trophies, whatever. But like fourteen ninety nine is too high for an impulse buy of, of Dark Cloud for me. And I love Dark Cloud. I the one. Thing I, I love I, Dark Cloud too. I like both of them. I thought the first one was a piece of junk. I think the first one was okay. Dark Cloud, and, and there are people who think that Dark Cloud 2 got overcomplicated, and I can see I, I can agree with that, but Dark like Cloud the, 1 was way too basic. I like Dark Cloud 2 better, but I think Dark Cloud 1 has its merits.
0: I think um, both of them are kind of overrated, to be honest with you. And uh, I don't know well, why there's this
2: weird fascination with Dark Cloud 2. People love the idea of going in a dungeon, coming back out and building a town.
0: Talk abundance. about creepy art. That game had creepy, that game did art. Have creepy <laughs> art. Uh
2: but I one thing I will say in their favor is that I you know they have the Grand Theft Auto trilogy, which is $14.99 each, yeah. and strip some songs out of the out of the radio stations and doesn't even run at a stable 30 frames per second. And yeah. Anyway, so forget that. Sony's um, choices
0: of games have been very bizarre. Well, here's the
2: thing about the choices of the game. I was gonna praise their choices of games so far. Not really? necessarily because I'm super interested in that shit and all the things they're putting up, but because those games are only on PS2. They are games that are not do not have PC versions. They're right, games that you you can't. Well, play they War can the only mo-
0: they can only publish first party stuff. They can't. They have to. The third parties have to handle their business. Yeah. Well, but they'll get there. But like what I'm saying is like. The other, you know, Rogue Galaxy, uh,
2: Dark Cloud, War of the Monsters, these are all, they don't have superior PC versions that you can just buy for like two bucks on Steam. So at least they're picking things. Like, War of the Monsters is a good game. I wouldn't, yeah, pay, I I mean, wouldn't pay 15 bucks for they're it. They're all but. good
0: games, but Sony has great games on the PS2. Like, look, Mark of Cree, kind of a, a critical darling. It's got that weird kind of combat thing where you use mm-hmm. one stick to, like, target the enemies and like the other. I the
2: sequel better, actually.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that. War of the Monsters, probably a little underrated, probably deserved to sell better than it did. Twisted Metal Black, that's pretty much a certified hit, but like they're, if you're putting a service out there for the first time, like these aren't the games that you launch it with, man. You don't launch it with these kind of B and C level games. Like why not a Jack and Daxter game? Like... Because they already have remasters of that out. I don't know,
2: man. Like I don't know what else is left for them to do. Is man. this really
0: all they have left in their catalog from the PlayStation 2? Mm-hmm. Like the best-selling console of like all time until the PlayStation 4. Well, what are the Man other things you
2: would put on? I mean, you put, you put God of War games remaster. You put uh, Ratchet and Clank remaster. jack and Daxter got a remaster. Kingdom Hearts remaster. Like all the great stuff has been remastered already. And yeah, most of it's on PS3, which doesn't work on PS4. But that's a process like that. You know, and a lot of those games that have been remastered those remasters are still in print. You can't yeah. undercut those sales.
0: Well, like, I think the sales are probably dried up. At probably, this point. but it's
2: still up there. You know, it, it, I I think, and it's still kind of like, oh, you you just want to turn around and charge me again for games I already bought remasters at. Like, I
0: think know. what this
2: really shows is how anemic
0: the first party support was for the PlayStation Two. PlayStation Two was a third party monster. It really for was. Sure. Like no they really, I mean, look, they've come a long way, Sony, with this first party stuff. Oh yeah. Like the PS Two era really the exclusives for it were not No, great. Sony's
2: first-party renaissance in, in the PlayStation 3 was, yeah. like, people don't give them enough credit, I don't think. They well, really do you think turn that around. People forget
0: what it was like yeah. on the
2: PlayStation 2, like. But, like, it's, I mean, if you're not going to give me a break on stuff I already own through PSN on the PS3, like, I'm kind of not in favor of you at that point. Like the thing I would say too Like, is I get, like, you don't want to do the thing with the discs because I could probably, I could pick up a copy of Dark Cloud on disc for, like, a 99 cents somewhere, stick it in the PS3. It's like, oh, you get, like, a super discount. I was but like, you know what? That
0: works on Xbox One. True. <laughs> like, that was what I was getting at. Is it, like, the system that they've employed for this one, like, I don't know why they chose a PS2 to do it with. Why wouldn't they use do the PS3? Because they can't. Why? Because you'll never emulate the PS3 properly.
2: Because of the cell this processors. stupid cell that, processor. You will never see a functional PS3 emulator, Like um, maybe like 40 years from now. But so, that thing is so weird and so strangely architectured, and those cell processors are so strange. I mean, you're yeah. just never going to see it. It's. I mean, look, look at the fucking Saturn. There's no functional Saturn emulator still. Right. And that was just a 3D board bolted onto a 2D board. Those PS three is all proprietary. You're never gonna see backwards compatibility for
0: that thing. Which is why al- most It's why th- they bought Gaikai. It's also why most third party games thing. on the PS three looked like crap because it was you had to write to the metal to get anything out of it. Yep. So, and that's why Uncharted
2: looks so good and like the other stuff couldn't even run at that frame rate.
0: Right. And so my point is is that the backwards compatibility on Xbox One destroys this backwards compatibility yeah. on the PlayStation four. There, like, I mean it's it's like in, many, is, in every conceivable way. Is it, like, the people's
2: fault who are running the PS4's fault that, like, they, you know, Sony made a lot of bad decisions in how they did the PS3? Not really. but I like, No, but that's, they, that's they,
0: Ken Kutaragi's fault.
2: Yeah. They, <laughs> but they have no, like, they're doing the best they can, but there's nothing to really work with. Yeah. You know, because all the best PS2 games are through, you know, again, they did launch with the three PS2 Grand Theft Auto games. Yeah. Which, you know,
0: that's a good deal. They're, they cost too much. I don't, I don't know why you... They all cost too much PlayStation now Costs too much Although they yeah. just Dipped it down to A hundred for a year But somebody has got to work On his pricing On a lot of stuff mm-hmm. Like Like for as good As like the
2: free games On PlayStation Plus are There's all these Other things where I'm like Well I don't really Impulse buy stuff From PlayStation Network Very often Because yeah. the prices Are not Not really there yep. Unless you get Like one of their Flash deals or whatever yeah. Screw it And I would totally I mean I would pay Five dollars for Dark Cloud No question but, yeah, like, f- I think 15? Are, yeah, no way. Mm-mm. Not
0: when you can go buy it at a yard sale for 50 Not for a <laughs> PlayStation 2 launch title. <laughs> exactly. Come on. I mean, trophies aren't worth that. To nope. Me. Uh, trophies aren't worth anything to me financially. So <laughs> I just don't even care. All right. So let's move on to our PSX 2015 wrap-up. So we've already talked about kind of the PlayStation VR side of the whole show. Now we're going to talk about... The, the normal the games normal things. the normal <laughs> the The games you can just play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so let's talk about the press conference itself. How did you feel, Matt, about the press conference? Kind of um, excluding all the VR stuff.
2: That's good. Um, I feel like they probably should have saved Uncharted for the end. I yeah. didn't feel like they had really anything at the end to to write home the, about. I felt
0: like the whole thing... Well, so it started really strong. Yeah. But then, like after the first like fifteen minutes, it went to this weird lull, and then it kind of ramped back up and went into the VR stuff. But you're right, like it just kind of petered out at the end. Mm-hmm. There was no finale. No... Even that,
2: like the beginning after Uncharted, he's like, he's the guy was like, he's like, oh, I know y'all you know. know well, if we're starting with Uncharted, imagine what's coming. And I'm just like, I did, and none of my imagination came true. Yeah. Like... I,
0: <laughs> I felt the same way. Uh, you know what? I'm surprised to hear. Only 13,000 people were at PSX on day one. Really? Yep. That's how many, the how many that were there day out. two? I don't know. I, they didn't, I didn't even see the figure for day two. Day one, 13,000. Wow. Moscone Center holds a lot more people than that. Oh, it holds just, like. Just, just FYI. It okay. holds like 80,000 people or more. I mean, was that because like, people can't get Friday off? or I have no idea. There's no explanation for it. They put no. out a press release saying they were happy with it, they want to keep doing it, and day one attendance was 13,000. Hmm. That is a a lot lot of money To spend for for 13,000 people That's way lower than I thought Oh, me too I figured 50 At least I figured sold out I figured Like, you know I I didn't even bother Looking into going The crazy part was That there were people That had camped out For like two days To get into the thing To get into the press conference
2: (sighs) Oops Yeah
0: (laughs) What, which goes back to what we were talking about before. Microsoft used to do something like this called X. Mm-hmm. And eventually it stopped doing it. And, you know, we were talking about it. I think we were talking about it like four months ago or something. And I was like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this doesn't go on forever. Because Microsoft figured it out. Remember, Microsoft used to fly us to, like, Italy yep. and, like, London. Because they had X, like, all over the world. Mm-hmm. And Because uh, Microsoft fans are all over the world. Yeah, yeah. And so I wouldn't be surprised if two years from now, PSX isn't really a thing. I'm surprised
2: it's still a thing. Yeah. That's how many people they're getting on opening day. Yeah. That's... And I saw a lot of like you know talk on Twitter and stuff where people are like, I went to a PlayStation Experience and I don't care about anything they showed. Like, And it's was like, well, then what? Why'd
0: you go? Why'd you go? You knew I knew it was going to be there for the I most don't part. Th-
2: I don't think, you know, even if you're not interested in PlayStation VR, I feel like Sony's lineup outside of that is pretty solid standard Sony right now. Yeah. So if like you're into Sony... Why would you not Why would go? you not like what they show? Yeah. So like I was I'm kind
0: of like, "Okay, well that's weird." Well, you got to realize some people sacrificed a lot. <laughs> some people some, yeah, live on the East Coast and they had to pay and right now airfare is insanely priced. Yeah. I mean, it is insane. I'm trying to buy tickets to go home and right you're, now, you're, and I'm thinking about just staying here for the holidays are so high. And if you're, you know, depending on where you got your hotel,
2: you may or may not be in one of the less Enjoyable parts of San Francisco. You can be in the Tenderloin, like it's uh yeah. T- I mean, t- two blocks to the west of Moscone Center, you're in one of the one of the sketchiest areas of San Francisco, right? And there. the hotels
0: in San Francisco are outrageous. They so are. look, if you spent all that money and then you spent all the money on the hotel and you go there and it's like stuff you've already seen already, or maybe PlayStation VR, you have to wait in line for three hours yeah. to check it out. And you're like I staying in some like horrible motel or hotel with like, crack. I mean, look, the whole situation in San Francisco is about oh, as crazy. bad as it gets. And if you're coming from from somewhere else where you're not used to dealing with that crap, and you walk out and some dude's puking on the sidewalk, like <laughs> I could see where somebody could have went to that and been like, I mean, Why did very, I do this? If,
2: I don't know if you've seen the the map that one guy keeps online of where of all the he updates it regularly of like where all the human shit has been yeah, found yeah, on I've the seen streets. That. Yeah. Like that's right <laughs> in the heart of where all the main concentration of that is. Yeah. It's you know, if you're not used to that kind of thing. It can be pretty jarring. San Francisco is is a a shock at times. Well, I remember the first time. I'm from there, so I'm like, you know, I go back, like, ah, yes, home, you know. But like, if you've never been there before, if you're not ready for that, it can be a little off-putting.
0: I don't want to go on too far of a tangent on this, but I will say the first, my first day of work ever in San Francisco, my first day working at Gamespot, I took the bus into downtown. I get off the bus... Mistake number one. Yeah, I know. That was insane. I walk- But I was from Philadelphia, so, you know, Philly's crazy. I was like, so what? It couldn't be a big deal. So I'm walking down Townsend Street, down to 8th and Townsend. That was when GameSpot was in the same building as Sega. Like and- in the same building as Tech TV. Right, in the same building as Tech TV. I'm walking down the sidewalk, and there's this homeless guy walking in front of me. I don't think anything of it It's literally rush hour. And this was back when San Francisco was insane. Like 1999, the whole dot-com boom. Like people everywhere, gridlock on the street. Yeah, the first time. Yeah, exactly. The first (laughs) boom. The guy in front of me, the homeless guy, literally stops, pulls down his pants, and just takes a dump right on the sidewalk, right in front of rush hour traffic. My first day going to work in San Francisco. And I was like, oh welcome to the city and i had lived in north philly for like five years and never seen anything like that in my first day and like there's people like a bus is sitting there (laughs) stopped and you can just see mortified faces all like looking out of the bus at this guy just diarrhea right on the sidewalk in front of everybody doesn't wipe doesn't do anything just stands up pulls his pants up and just keeps walking
2: it's like You gotta
0: go, you gotta go. But yeah, to get to, <laughs> But to get to your point I like point, it when I make Tony laugh. That's yeah. when you know when you, you, know know you hit one. <laughs> but to your point, like yeah, people coming from the Midwest or whatever, they see or some dude licking a tree. Like I saw people screwing trees or licking trees, like Hey the trees in San Francisco are pretty hot. Let's, let's not, <laughs> and they're tasty. <laughs> So, yeah, I can see where somebody might come to San Francisco, and if the show wasn't absolutely amazing, they'd be like, what did I do? I just it's wasted. We, it's weird. Yeah. It's a
2: weird place, and, you know, I, I mean, even I, like, you know, walk, like, oh, we got to walk over to Moscone? Right. You know, it's it's, it's, a, it's not really near anything else. You And, like, after the show's over, like, where do you, what do you do? Where do you go? You got to take cable cars up to North Beach, or you got to take cabs elsewhere to do something fun, really. But, like. See, so yeah, I can understand why you'd be in a kind of maybe a bad mood if you walked. But apparently there weren't that many people. I mean, I'd be excited. It's like, look, we can sit anywhere we want. Right. And it's not <laughs> overcrowded. The lines aren't terrible. That, I mean, to me, it's like, that was like, what's shocking to me is like, I'm used to any kind of like, you know, nerd geek thing just being over, you know, like I went to try to get like Force Awakens stuff on Force Friday and there we're like 400 people at Target. was like, yeah. crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like. Because everybody knows about
0: everything now. Yeah. There's no down low anymore. Yeah, there's no
2: secret stuff. It's all oh. marketed to hell. It's all social media to hell. And like. And, and there's I, no
0: being in the know because everyone's in the know now. Yeah, and
2: I'm just tired of like going to do things, like, things that are like related to things that I've loved since I was a kid, and that used to be like a few hundred people, and now there's like thousands. Yeah. and I'm like, I'm like, I can't even see anything. And like, so I like play something like PlayStation Experience. I, I would assume it would have been packed wall to wall. Don't even bother. Don't even right. try. You're yeah. not getting in. Kind
0: of Here's thing. what I would say. Nino Cooney too should have made it worth it for anybody that went.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's one I didn't expect.
0: Oh my go- one I didn't expect it Two, it looks absolutely jaw dropping yeah. like it is the best looking animated video game I have ever seen that's no hyperbole like holy crap yeah, man I mean
2: I'm cert- it's certainly a, a it's what I would expect a PS4 version of that first game to look like
0: well I mean sure. look we have like Ultimate Ninja Storm 4 it yeah. doesn't look as good as that
2: no, but this is also being worked on by a very higher quality team. Meticulous, yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, I love Nina Kuni. Cooney. Um, I didn't actually finish it because it did turn into a grind. It At did, some point, yeah. I think I petered out somewhere around the uh, the Pig City, full of metal workers or something. But <laughs> but I liked yeah, it. Yeah, that. But I loved it. Yeah, what the look of it and like all the you know the characters and everything. Like so, I'm glad glad it's getting another one. I hope they put out a remastered version. I'll buy that because I'm an idiot. It and, didn't uh, sell well. I was. That's why I'm surprised
0: to see another one. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, you got to figure, man, the development that goes into these games. It's yeah. not. It's not like your typical JRPG where you can just barf out a couple character models with big bouncy boobs and use no, the get, same battle system you've used over you gotta, and over. You got to
2: live up to the Studio Ghibli uh, legacy. Basically. Oh, and this game does. I mean, it it I'm just watching it, yeah. it
0: here again. It is just <laughs> incredible the way it looks. Like. Again, though niche, it's not—it's not like gonna burn the house down with sales. Didn't burn that house down. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect timing there on the footage. Uh, let's see—they showed King of Fighters 14. Cool. Great. Yeah, they showed a new trailer for that. I'm more
2: excited that they announced that Last Blade 2 is coming. Yeah. Uh, which is, I always like that game. King of Fighters is coming. I like S- the SNK games. Um, that looked real early to me. Because a couple of those characters did not look
0: like themselves at all. Well, the trailer, they, they put out two trailers for this game. Each one's been about ten seconds long. So, mm. <laughs> it, the whole game looks like a placeholder to me. Yeah. Like, all well, I'm the snacks like
2: and like... Well, they got Andy Bogart in here who's been gone for a while. I'm excited to see him because he's my favorite in the original Fatal Furies. But he looks like he's made out of plastic. Like it's, They all do. It's, it, there's, there's a lot of work to do on this one. And it's weird to me that they're going kind of like just sort of going standard 3D Character models after like something like Guilty Gear Xrd or whatever. I don't know how <laughs> <way> I <laughs> pronounce that. I don't either. But um, you know that you know, the Guilty Gear that looked like it was like it was all 3D. It was done in Unreal, but it looked like 2D animation. Like yeah. it was fantastic. And like they had all these tricks. They you know, was, I'd love to see a King of Fighters look like that yep. as opposed to this looks like usual 3D
0: fighting roll. Yakuza Zero coming Woo! to the West. That's a big announcement. Love Yakuza. What what do you think has happened that all of a sudden like they're just giving us the yakuza love? Um like, I don't know. <laughs> like seriously. I, I mean, like, I'm not going to argue with it cuz I
2: love that series. they have been begging but, for, like, it for like Yakuza 5 just came out. A decade. Out. Yakuza 5 just came out uh, last night. Right. Today. Um and that game came out like 3 years ago in Japan. I mean, yep. it, they take forever to get here and like if they a- come at all. If they come at all, and like now we've got uh, you know zeros coming. I'm like if you haven't played the Yakuza games, well, like, these games are great. Like, they are some of the best open-world like, action fighting games. Well, they're the closest thing
0: to, like, a modern Shenmue. I guess yeah, the they're kind of what Shenmue it.
2: probably would have should have become. Yeah. Uh, except they've got, you know, here's the thing. Like, when we talk about, like, you know, we talked about, like, Xenoblade last week. About how, like, you know, you feel like the story's written for, like, 16-year-olds maximum kind of yeah. thing. Like, a lot of Japanese games kind of have this, like, writing style that, like, feels like it's for teenagers or children. But, like, this, the Yakuza games prove that even though it, they do use a lot of, like, kind of wacky stuff, they don't feel like they're written for children. To no, right. for they sure. They feel like they're They'll written, they're an adult story, they are they're, they deal with some serious stuff, but they're also not afraid to have you fight a bunch of Yakuza thugs in diapers. Yeah, yeah. Or punch a tiger in fun. the face. Yeah. You know, like, or, like, you know, just just little things, like, you know, since Yakuza 3, you've been able to learn new moves by well, see, taking pictures of people with your cell phone, and there's, like, this super dramatic kind of like super angle thing. like the Japanese thing.
0: Saints Row is probably a good way yeah, to this describe is, it. Yeah, there's definitely
2: some Saints Row in it for sure. And then people have described it as Saints Row or GTA equivalent for, you know, and it's, it's much more of an RPG and you're going to be driving taxis between buses on two wheels and like, you know, training your, you know, your surrogate daughter to become an idol singer and, you know, giving gifts to hostess bar people. I mean, it goes off in weird places. And the other thing is Yakuza 5 has an online playable Virtua Fighter 2. Right. Yeah. And I'm like that's i will get 40 great. bucks yeah. for that right there. You know. Yeah. But, these, you know, I'm glad these games are coming. I don't know how they're justifying the cost over and over either, there. Right. I mean, I guess it can't cost that much if you do them purely digital and just subtitle
0: them. Yeah, but no it no still takes a
2: long time to translate and, and do Low everything. No production
0: or anything. And they
2: lost, like, it was supposed to come out in mid-November. They lost a few weeks to a, a thing where they were having trouble fitting all the characters in. Because Japanese can say a lot more and fewer characters than English can. Right. So that's, that's you know, that's why, like... Uh, in classic RPGs, sometimes you get like characters whose Japanese names are long full names, and in America you could only fit four letters in it. So like, right. you know, like in Fantasy Star, the guy's name is Ciaran, but his name here was Ren Right. So yeah. it's it's like translation is not as easy as people think it is, but I guess somehow they make enough sales digitally to make up for it. I'm, I assume they've I assume they've done the math on this one and it's
0: worthwhile the Yakuza fan base Just a bunch of ones and zeros Matt The Yakuza fan base in the (laughs) west is is rabid I don't know how big it is Yeah They've been asking for it for a long time And now they're finally getting it So they should be happy Uh, Another announcement Destiny Sparrow Racing Live today You you got your racing game in my first person shooter I kind of figured that was coming Really? I never really
2: Halo never did it no, but like people certainly made those modes in Forge. Yeah. But like uh, I figured it was kind of just like otherwise why have the differentials between the different sparrows and like the yeah. speed ratings and stuff? I know like we well, want, so that people want the want loot. the higher. But, yeah, but like it just <laughs> it just seemed like you were asking for it somehow. Yeah. I mean, it felt like that was in the cards.
0: I mean, I can see people who have been playing Destiny all this time. You're getting a payoff for all your grinding. Sort of. Sort of. I mean,
2: I don't know. I'm just it's not that hard to get one of the high level sparrows. But it's like at least it's a fun thing to do with one. Right. Instead of just having it in the game. Yeah. And they said it's only temporary? It's only going to be around for three weeks or something? Yeah, I guess it's like a special event. I figure they'll come. I mean, it's like the Iron Curtain stuff. That seems like a lot of
0: freaking work for something that's only temporary. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be back regularly. Yeah. And then, Bound. So this was Sony Santa Monica. At least it was initially was Tease as a Sony Santa Monica game. As it turns out... Basically, Sony Santa Monica is just doing consulting on the game. It's being built by an, another indie team. This is a 3D platformer starring a ballet dancer. Hmm. Which hey, I have, I I have, have that give helmet in Xenoblade. What'd you say? I think I have that helmet in Xenoblade. Oh really? <laughs> I got to hand it to him. I mean, whoever got the green light on this, like, I'd like to be in that pitch meeting where they pitched a ballet dancer 3D platformer. I mean, 3D platformers aren't exactly the most popular genre right now. And you're going to use a ballet dancer as a lead character. So somebody must have put something funky in the punch at that meeting to get this greenlit. But it actually looks incredible. Like, Would you say it looks on point? It, it does. I would say it does, <laughs> yes. It uh, Little dance joke. Now. Yeah, exactly. The, uh, the art style is really cool. Uh, the way they work, the, the ballet moves into the, the character's attacks and, and acrobatics oh, yeah. are, is cool. Um, it doesn't really look like any other game. The concept is unique. It's something people are going to talk about. Um, I think it looks awesome. Yeah.
2: I'm look, pretty excited it looks, for it. I'm excited sh- for
0: any 3D platform at this point, Matt, because the, the yeah. genre has pretty much just completely disappeared. But also, if you
2: just showed me this, I would be like, that's probably a Sony first party. Oh, location. for sure. Like, that, that's, that's it has the whole so up their alley. journey
0: vibe yeah. to it. Yeah, I, I would agree with that as well. No rhyme, by the way. I just want to get that off my yeah, chest. Yeah, I don't know where <laughs> rhyme <laughs> went. It's just like... I just think it's just... Let me just... Eh, yeah. gone. <laughs> I think that might be the end of rhyme. I'm really, really starting to wonder. Uh, all right, let's move on. Hob was announced for PlayStation Four. We had seen that a few we months ago. We saw that before. Uh, we still don't really know any more about it. After no, that. I mean they showed some gameplay of it this time finally, and it's kind of like this isometric action platformer. Um, still pretty mysterious though, and I would say yeah. too that like they did a stage show for this game with the developer, and like the developer was. Not the person they should have had demoing the game. It was just not very well spoken and kind of stuttered a lot. It was hard to follow. Um, I don't know. All these games are starting to just blend together, Matt. Yeah, I get a, I get a weird uh, Bastion vibe yep. from some of this. Yeah, Bastion, Transistor. But yeah, I mean, it looks just like an isometric platformer. Mm-hmm. Three, another 3D platformer. Yeah, which is I weird because it
2: was sort of... It was initially pushed as kind of a Zelda-y right. thing. Yeah. And I don't think that's... I mean, while that is not inaccurate to what Zelda is, I don't think that's necessarily what people think of when they think of Zelda now. I mean, there was a block-pushing
0: puzzle there. <laughs> yeah, it's Super <laughs> Zelda. It still, ha- it still has a kind of a Zelda vibe to it. But it seems like it's more Mario than Zelda, maybe? Somewhat. More like old-school awesome. Z- More of a DS Zelda than a console Zelda. Yep, and then probably... The coolest looking game that was unveiled at PSX, Brutal, which is an. I don't know how you're supposed to say it. Is it ASCII? It's, it's, I usually say it Ski, yeah. Yeah. Or, I guess it's a so ski. it's like this. A ski is Sky. I don't know. It's like an arena brawler with an ASCII art style. Is um, it? I thought it was like a, like a roguelike. Define roguelike. Like you run through a dungeon and fight. Roguelike things. to me is a game that just has like. A hybrid like style that has like a bunch of different elements for different games all in one.
2: No, roguelike is like uh, it's like rogue. It's it's like you go through a procedurally generated or randomized dungeon, and you you know you have what you have on your back, and if you die, you have to start over. Yeah. Um, like uh, FTL is a roguelike. Yeah. Uh, but like, that's what I thought this was was like basically a a, a remake of uh, of that kind of game. But like, like, I really cool art style. Yeah, I love I love what they're doing with all the character stuff. I, I The name is always going to make me think of Brutal pause, pause of Fury.
0: Well, they also have like the at symbol for the A in Brutal. <laughs> Which is, you know... Because
2: that's what I mean. It's, like, it's, it's a throwback. It's kind of like, like
0: Driver 3 where they have like the 3 for the E. It's
2: like it's, Well, it's like the throwback to when... You know, it's like a dwarf fortress kind of thing. Right, right.
0: Interesting look. I like look. it. I don't know how much fun it's going to be, but um, it looks cool. I'll yeah, say that much. It's, it's definitely the most striking visual design that I've seen in a while. So those are the big headline games that weren't PlayStation VR games from PlayStation X. Matt, what was your overall impression of PlayStation experience and what letter grade would you give Sony for this event? Um, I thought
2: it was pretty good. I mean, you know, obviously what's left at the end, you know, at the end of this year, you know, they don't—they can't blow all their big secrets. Um, no Last Guardian. No Last Guardian. I didn't expect Last Guardian. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know when we're gonna see Les Carrie again. <laughs> um, I guess I'd probably give like a B, B minus. Um, I wasn't let down. I wouldn't be. You know, but again, I wonder how many people were expecting like you know Sony's E3 conference part two, where they just I think your, that's what people were blow expecting. your mind fourteen different ways. Yeah, and, uh, and it didn't. But I thought you know some a lot of solid stuff. I would probably pl- you know the VR stuff is interesting to me, but not $400 interesting, so I don't know if you want to consider that a success. I mean, it's all stuff I would play or try, but it's not something I would buy the goggles for. Uh, and then the non- the regular games, like, you know, Nino Kuni 2, Yakuza 0, like, you know, uh, Bound, Brutal, like, all looks like stuff I would play, so... Success, you know, showed me a lot of stuff I'll be playing in the future, so I guess that's a success. It See, just didn't blow my doors off.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would actually give them like a C or a C plus, and the reason I would say that is because their first party offerings for the last five or six months have been pretty much terrible. Mm. I mean, Sony has said as much. You know, we have a terrible Q four for first party games. Oh, well, I got delayed. But I mean, I look at this and it's like, well, where's the first party stuff for 2016? Uncharted. That's that comes it. out in like a few months. Like,
2: where well, a lot of people were expecting, like you know, a new God of War or whatever is new from Sony Ben. Like, you know, it was it wasn't really anything like that,
0: dude. Th- where's the first party PlayStation Four games? Where are they? Like, I think you know, like, I understand that PlayStation VR is a big bet for them, and they have to get people excited for it. Well, for one, they didn't really get people excited for it. They're one of their. I bet a little early, maybe. I mean, uh, traditionally that's GDC, right? That's where right. you would see PlayStation VR, and maybe they are going. I still do it think again it will, to GDC. I think GDC
2: will be all VR all the time. It could be because you also have Oculus. And
0: so, there. if you're going to do that, then you need to show your first-party stuff at this event. And like, I feel like that's their big. Biggest... Look, no matter what, PlayStation VR is going to be a very small percentage of their installed base. That's just the way it is. Even mm-hmm. if it's a big success, it's going to be. Think about it. Even if they sell five million units in the first six months it's on the market that by that time that's gonna be like a sixth or one seventh of the playstation 4's install base maybe even less so most people who buy a playstation 4 they're not buying it for playstation vr they're buying it for regular games Mm. and i feel like this show
2: like do you think that maybe they should have just not tried the vr thing until the next system
0: well, I mean, a big argument is that the system isn't powerful enough to handle VR. I mean, mm. looking at some of these games oh, that we just look, saw, like that. it's kind of hard to argue against it. So I just you know, I just feel like the focus was in the wrong place for this show. I feel like they, they showed a ton of indie stuff, which it's like indie stuff, you don't need a big show like this to show indie stuff because the audience that is into it is going to find the information anyway. You have a big event like PlayStation Experience... You're getting the casuals coming to it because it's massive and it's got the marketing behind it. That You have that chance. It's like your second E3 chance to really reach those people who maybe only check out games like a few times a year to kind of get the their barometer set. Like, you don't need to show indie games at this. And that's what the most of their show was. Like, you look even at all their VR stuff. It's almost all indie small games. Mm-hmm. The non-VR stuff, almost all indie stuff. Like... I think it was a big missed opportunity. I think their focus should have been on their first-party offerings coming up. Maybe introduce at least one or two brand new first-party. I think Sony it was definitely event. time to introduce a new thing because, like, once uh, Uncharted's
2: out, what's the next big Sony first-party? I event? mean, obviously,
0: it's not hurting them. They had like their best Black Friday ever, or whatever. Yeah. So, I just feel like it's a missed opportunity. I feel like they could have showed more first-party Sony stuff. I'm just,
2: again, I'm just worried that they're focusing, going to focus so hard on VR. And VR is not going to do what they wanted to do out of the gate sales-wise, and they're going to back off it like they always do. Yeah, I'm just I'm, I I can see that happening,
0: and I'm just worried about it because I think the signs are there. Yeah, I, I th- mean, look, even if you look at Microsoft with Kinect, like the the parallels between this press conference and the Kinect press conference where it all went awry, mm-hmm. it's just it's too uncanny. So I don't know. I I hope they see. The possibilities and
2: stick with it but i'm not optimistic right now
0: all right so let's move on to talk about the last topic of the big six and i'm sure everyone who's watching this show has been staring at that final fantasy 7 graphic <laughs> the whole time saying okay when are you going to talk about final fantasy 7 and we're gonna do it right now episodic matt yes an episodic
2: game I'm pretty sure the meltdowns over that news uh, provided me more entertainment than the game itself. <laughs> the actual itself game is going itself.
0: Um, so they say yeah. each episode is going to be the size of a normal game. What's a normal game? Define normal game. Are they defining it normal game as in normal action adventure game? Because that's what this game looks mm. like. Or are they defining it normal game as normal JRPG, which is what the game. A lot of people assume it's so. supposed to be. Yeah, I have no idea.
2: One thing I do notice, like right there, like those are Lara Croft's animations. I think
0: they look exactly... The one where she goes, he goes through the crack there's in the, the crack wall and like ducks under yeah. the thing.
2: Those look like Lara Croft to me. Um, so I think there's a lot of recycling and a lot of getting it done as fast as or as well as they can. Uh, they said that the episodic nature is because they can't afford to make the whole Final Fantasy 7 remake all at once. What do mean you can't it.
0: afford it? It's
2: Square Enix. They... Square Enix is a cheap bunch of cheap bastards. They can it's afford a... it though. Yeah, but they're, you, just, being they, cheap. they're just afraid. You know, I mean, what the first Tomb Raider sold how many millions, and they said it wasn't good, good enough. Good Enough, yeah. Like they have expectations that are you know ridiculous.
0: But this uh, game is gonna sell, man. This game could be a cold turd on a plate and people
2: would pay $60 for it. But now you're hitting the point where like the fan, you know, the fans of this game expect a certain thing. And if they don't get that certain thing,
0: well they're not getting that thing. You can see it already. Not. I mean, that was what was made blatantly obvious by this trailer is that it's like an action game. It's like Metal Gear Rising Revengeance yeah. more than like Final sort Fantasy. Of. Well, 7. I mean, I don't know about
2: that, but the, the like the combat looks to me exactly like Crisis Core. Yeah. You know, like a Or this idea of Final Fantasy or a Kingdom Hearts kind of, yeah. Because it was, a, it's an action. It's more of a Kingdom Heartsy sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking think there's room to reinterpret the, the original game as that. You know, you know, standard JRPGs aren't really made anymore. Even the closest thing to a standard like, kind of JRPG we've dealt with this year has been, you know, yeah. In terms of something on this scale on this budget would be probably Xenoblade Chronicles X, which is still real time and right. you know has takes a lot of cues from st- from MMO- MMOs and probably Final Fantasy Twelve specifically. Yeah. Um, so you can't just remake Final Fantasy 7 with better visuals. Like it's not going to fly in today's... I
0: think it would fly though. I read a great editorial from Kat Bailey, who we were talking about earlier from US Gamer, where she talked about how she accepts that they've changed the gameplay, but she also kind of lays out how a turn-based game could work, and also talks about like the advantages of turn-based combat, which I agree with in a lot of ways. It's way also, more strategic and thoughtful. Well, Also remember that Final Fantasy isn't turn-based.
2: Because they have that ATB, you know. Right, they, right. I battles. Yeah. If, if, if you if you let it run out, you get attacked. Like it, right. it, it, there's always been a time element, a non-turn based element to it, going back to Final Fantasy VI, I think. Right. Um, so, that, you know, that doesn't matter. And I remember when yeah, Final Fantasy... It's still Fantasies, turn-based combat, though. In a, in a sense, but there's a timer on you. I mean, you <laughs> it's know, Still, I, the combat's the same. You just don't have as much time. You can't just sit there forever contemplating. Yeah, well, some people do like to do that. There, yeah. I, I remember when Final Fantasy VI came out and VII came out and people complained it wasn't true turn-based right. because you because you couldn't sit but there look, forever. But look,
0: this isn't... <laughs> and this is obviously a different <laughs> thing. <laughs> but, uh, but
2: also consider, like, yes, there are advantages to turn-based stuff, but the other thing is, like, turn-based combat especially in games like like the old RPG stuff uh, that like you know JRPG stuff I think was because the system, the hardware at the time couldn't run what we were trying to s- portray what yeah. was run, you know and so if you can do fi- you know Final Fantasy 7's combat in like this real time you know more action oriented sense I think that's what they were trying to portray in the first place and I think it's what they should try to do in a remake and you can see them moving in that direction Final Fantasy 13 as well I mean that's it's there it's it's what they're after you mean 15 13. because uh, you 13, mean way
0: back when they started changing it, yeah.
2: because yeah, 13, even though it's still pretty turn-based in, in, in that regard, they are still trying to do, they, you know, they're they're clearly trying to ape how Advent Children's combat worked in Final yeah. Fantasy XIII. You're, you're trying to see these cinematic moves and, the, you know, shit's jumping around and people are flying in the air and, like, you know, all this stuff's happening very independently in some cases of what you're actually doing with the controller in terms of choosing your options. Yeah. So I think this is the logical evolution of what they've been trying to do. Look, I'm not saying I'm surprised that it's right. an action game at all. And if you really want to play, you know, uh, just a slightly uh, you know, better looking version of Final Fantasy VII play the PC version that's got ported to PS4.
0: That just came out yeah. during PSX. During
2: PSX. And like, you know, that's there you know, it's like the original's not going away but this is what they think is the way to remake this one this is all i i'm
0: not surprised that this is what this looks like episodic surprised me i didn't yeah, i didn't for expect sure. that being built on unreal engine 4 not mm. a proprietary engine which i guess it's uh there's positives and negatives to that i guess well they,
2: haven't they hasn't square completely shifted over to unreal 4 at this point except
0: for final fantasy 15 i believe yeah i think it's too late for that yeah. <laughs> but like that's because you, you
2: remember was it 2012 where they showed their what was supposedly their engine for the next gen? Right, yeah. Agnes philosophy yeah, that thing yeah. you know with a girl we hadn't chased through that whole yeah. vertical city yeah. And that was like this engine I remember interviewing that guy I'm like yeah, we spent millions and millions of dollars developing this engine that will be what we use for all our games and it never came
0: back again yeah.
2: never showed up <laughs> yeah. again ever again.
0: probably cause they started working with it and it was a pain in the ass yeah, it's an unreal
2: you know now epic has all their you know their international branches where like you know they have a japanese office where you can go for support in the for unreal well, directly there like, and why would you pick anything else at that point why would
0: you yeah i mean other than obviously the improvements in fidelity if right. you're writing your own engine but otherwise but it's I'm like the impression the is going the library, that far down yeah, you know? yeah yeah with all the libraries that everybody's already worked on all the documentation you have for unreal and what I was saying is, like, the positive of it is that they'll be able to get the done, game done a lot more quickly. Mm-hmm. The negative of it is it probably won't look as good as it could, but looking at that trailer, I'm fine with it. It looks, looks great. Fine. Yeah, I have no problem with it at all. Like, no. visual design, I mean, it looks exactly like those characters are supposed to look. It will be interesting, though, to see how the fans react to this. And to see if, like, it still carries the same plot and... I think it will. I mean, it's the other thing is, like, I'm
2: very interested to see what the story of Final Fantasy VII plays out as with a decent translation and animation I can decipher. Yeah, you're right. Because, I mean, look... Uh, I know, like a lot of the Final Fantasy, you know, diehards that are like freaking out about this, or really want to. You know, they were twelve or so when this when that game came out. Yeah. I was twenty-two. Like my favorite Final Fantasy of all time is six. I think Final Fantasy seven. I think a, most
0: people would probably say that
2: is a tremendous step down from six. I think it's aggressively average, and I was not impressed by it at the time at all. I think I thought you didn't like those FMV summons. No, well, I thought they're uh, fine. That's but, what but, like, sold
0: that game, though. The FMV summons. They weren't FMV. What do you mean? The summons are real-time stuff. The yeah. FMV was the cutscenes. Right, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, those real elaborate, like crazy, like, well, like CG yeah. sequences.
2: Well, yeah, but those weren't the summons. The, oh, su- right, the right. summons were when you'd summon like you know, like all the undying and. and, oh, and right. right yeah. And you have to wait through the like, forty-minute cutscene of Knights of the Round. I so- just
0: remember the commercial for that game. Like, never had any of the gameplay. No, no gameplay whatsoever. <laughs> it was cloud on the bike
2: and cloud uh, staring at the city and like all yeah. It was, yeah. It was it, um, that changed actually. There was there was some that changed the changed law basically the law on how, what
0: you could show in game commercials. Well, that's actually. why you now see like in-game footage, in-game footage. not not a- not footage. actually in-game yeah,
2: footage. It's funny. Yeah, but it's like. Yeah, you know, that that game was always pretty pretty average as far as, you know, but it was a lot of people's first RPG, so yeah. like they, you know, JRPGs, so they didn't know, I don't want to say they didn't know any better, but it's like that defined the genre for them. Well, they didn't
0: have anything better to compare it to.
2: Yeah. And then like, you know, Final Fantasy 8 and 9 were were their own beasts and you know, and then the, the the series never really found its feet again after seven. Like, it, you know, seven gathered its audience, and then everybody sort of got you know split up on. it. But it's like Final Fantasy seven is sort of the one everyone can at least agree on. It's like it was important. No, for sure. You know, yeah. and like and like if you're going to remake any of them,
0: you re, you remake that one. And I'm very curious because know, part of my problem I think I'm more excited actually to play this remake than, yeah. than to, it's I would not even fifteen certainly more. Eh. Yeah, I was, well, I don't know about that. Well, because
2: I'm curious about, like, A, I, I didn't like the story all that much in, you know, when I played it originally, uh, but p- a large part of that was because the translation was terrible, and, like, a lot of the character animation is just indecipherable in that game. because, yeah. like, you know, they were trying to invent, a new, you know, there was a lot of character animation, you know, like, kind of conventions in those old 2D RPGs, 16 bit RPGs, where you knew if a character did a certain thing and jumped up and down, they were frustrated. Yeah. Right. They were trying, you know, you, you had a whole new language you had to kind of invent with these really crude 3D car- caricatures of these characters right. with yeah. no hands and, like, no mouth. Like, yeah. they're terrible. It, it, it even, really even at the time, <laughs> it, like, that game it was pretty subpar. Yeah. And no, it doesn't count that they use pre rendered background. Like, yeah. I was like, no, it looked great. The back-. I'm like, yeah, the backgrounds are fucking paintings. Of course they look good. Yeah, and then you see the characters on top of them. The characters that are just like, <laughs> and you're like, what? The, like, I, I have no idea what's happening in half those scenes. You yeah. know, like, so like, I'm wondering now that you've got decent translation, you've got decent uh, voice acting, you've got animation that I can understand what I'm looking at because everyone actually has fingers. Like, you know, like, is that going to change how I feel about the story? Because I thought the story was fairly mediocre, and now like, if it's presented better, will that be a more uh, more involving thing for me? And I wonder. You know, I'm very curious about it. I'm very curious about what you know, what you do with a lot of the voice acting choices. I'm curious, like, you know, and I'm sure the fans are too. It's like, do you include Vincent and Yaffe? I think you have to because they're fan favorites, but they were optional characters right. in the in the original. Do you expand their roles? Do you make those their stories like big thing? Now you've got an episodic thing; you can kind of bloat it out a little bit more. Do they get much bigger chunks of side story for themselves? Like, I would go for that. I'd be interested to see more of that. But what, I just don't know the what day, they're going
0: to do. The end of the day, I'm more excited to play. This remake than I would be to play a term-based remake.
2: Yeah. Also, uh, like the industry's moved on. I know it's uh, people are upset that um uh like you know I, I think Uematsu is not involved the composer. Yeah. But I will say uh, the MIDI on the original PS one version was horrendous and really screechy yeah. even for the time. And yeah. like I'm in favor of this remake just to get. I know there've been like orchestral recordings like CDs and stuff, but like just to get you know proper because the compositions. You know the, the actual songs are great. The performance of, on the MIDI was ooh. not, yeah. and so like I'm happy to see this kind of you know these songs sort of get the get, you know get a performance that you know they deserve does it. their just doesn't justice. Yeah, it's, it's good to see the music get the get the the treatment it should.
0: All right, so that's gonna wrap up the big six. It's time to get to our trailer of the week. If you guys have questions for us, you should start sending those in right now. That way with the delay on the live stream by the time the trailer wraps up we should be ready to answer some of your questions the trailer of the week this week, I probably would have chosen Nino Cooney too but we wanted to talk about that mm-hmm. um, so we are going to run a trailer that's also from PSX this is for Neo so Neo is I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it correctly I believe it's the one <laughs> exactly I think that's I think neo. Team Ninja's right. next game. I still don't understand why Team Ninja hasn't made another Ninja Gaiden game, although this game appears to be like a cross between Ninja Gaiden and Dark Souls, so maybe they didn't want to slap the Ninja Gaiden label, although I would kind of argue Ninja Gaiden was actually Dark Souls before Dark Souls existed. Yeah, it had,
2: it had some elements. I, I wonder if they just thought that Ninja Gaiden 3 soured it could people could be, And I could and...
0: understand that completely, because it, it's just gone down with one entry after another, pretty much. So... This is the trailer for Neo, and this is basically announcing that the game is coming to the west. You never know with Koei Tecmo if that's the case, but it is the case for this one. Let's check it out. You guys have been flooding in the questions Let's see, I got the first one here Let's see, Final Fantasy 7 like, This is from Justin Horman Final Fantasy 7 will go Unremembered or like the original Unforgotten? What do you think Matt? The remake?
2: Uh, remembered, no question Really?
0: Even if it's because people hate it I mean, I mean look, there is, about, no, there is no neutral On Final Fantasy 7 Right, but think about the original Final Fantasy 7 I mean here we sit Mm-hmm. All these years later, talking about it, they made it. They remade it. Do you really think that this new one will have the same type of cachet?
2: Oh well, it's all part of the whole phenomenon. Like I, you know, I don't think you can separate the remake from the original in terms of what the conversation. Well, I think about. it depends when on the what Sentinel they do with the story, on. right? Right. Well, it's like. You're either going to end up with, like, you know, it's either going to be the Star Wars prequels or it's going to be the Matrix sequel. You know, it's it's like, if it's bad, it's just going to be the endless example of, like, how you screw up a classic game. If it's good, it's going to be, you know, it's either going to be the prequels or the special editions. For Star Wars, it's going to be either the thing that everybody says shouldn't have happened, and they shouldn't have even done it, like the prequels, or it's going to be the special editions, and people like either like the new one, or they like the old one, or they want the old one back, and they think the new one should be this, or the old one should have these parts of the new one, and then it's going to they're going to you're going to split the fan
0: base on uh, what it should be. I think. I think the only way this remake is remembered as much and talked about as much as the original Final Fantasy VII is if it's terrible. I think if it's terrible. People, it'll be one of those things where people talk about it till the end of time. I think if it's good or even great, I think people will remember it for a couple years. But if it, I don't think if this show is happening fifteen years from now, that it's going to be one of those games that we talk about, like because it's
2: well, maybe not us, but I'm curious what people who like grew up with Final Fantasy VII as like their favorite game will think of it because they're the people that keep that conversation. I don't talk about Final Fantasy 7 on a regular basis, but like we talk people- about it all the time on this show. Sometimes, but it's is an example of a of a watermark in the industry that's not what this one's going to be, but in terms of like it's impact on the fan base, its impact on the splitting of the fan base, it's its impact on future Final Fantasies. You know, what if Final Fantasy 16 is episodic? What if this is their test bed for that? Yeah. You know, if, you know, just like Final Fantasy VII was the start of FMV and and CD, and, you know, kind of a different way of presenting that genre, Final Fantasy VII Remake could be a similar start of a new way of presenting that genre.
0: We'll see. I I really don't think there's much of a chance of it ever being as revered, or as discussed, or mentioned years later as the original. The original had the advantage of being at kind of the apex of technology, where Mm. things started to shift. It's also, you know, the shift from 16-bit, it's a hybrid. It has, like, it's a hybrid game. It has 3D visuals and 2D visuals in it. And so, I think just inherently... And it marked a
2: massive shift of, you know, that was a Nintendo franchise. Yeah. And it shifted to PlayStation. There's just Play- so much
0: about it. And the whole Eris thing. And, yeah. like, it's... Yeah. I just... I don't see this game, no matter what, I really. Think it gets,
2: well, I think it get incorporated into the overarching conversation that relates to Final Fantasy VII. In a way that like stuff like Crisis Core and Dirge of Cerberus have not been. Yeah. Because it is, they're touch, They're not just adding now, they're touching that original. They're doing this remake. They're touching it. And that, that will always make people go, or make people go finally, like one or the other. It'll be a tremendously divisive game, and uh, I think it will be argued about for years to come.
0: Okay. Uh, next question from Helters. And I think he had a, a mistype here. How how well would Xenoblade Chronicles excel if it wasn't a? And he has PlayStation, but I think he meant how would it how well would it sell if it wasn't a Wii U exclusive? Uh, you mean like would it sell better? Maybe he's just, he's just he or she is know. just asking. You know how would it fare if it weren't just for the Wii U? Probably a little better. You I think? Know, I don't know about too much better. I'd agree with that. Yeah. You know, like I I think it's a niche one way or the other. I think. It's kind of smart that it's on the Wii U because I feel like Nintendo's kind of cultivated the fan base for that franchise. I think a lot of. I don't think too many. Here's a good way to put it. I don't think too many people who just own an Xbox One or a PlayStation 4 are all that jealous of Xenoblade Chronicles X. Probably not. I don't think there's too. There's I don't some know how many people know that it even exists, for that matter. They'd have to be pretty. Well, if they're a hardcore gamer, they'd ha- they know it exists. If they're not, if they're casual, they definitely don't know I think there's this. plenty
2: of hardcore gamers that don't care about Japanese games.
0: Oh, for okay. sure. There's a lot of people that just don't care about Japanese games, period. Like, mm-hmm. they just play good games. They don't care where they come from. So.
2: But I feel like that... I mean, I, I think it would probably sell similar to something like, you know... Uh, Tales... Tales... You know, the Tales of games or like... Yeah. Know, um what was that, I think, Legend of Heroes, that kind of thing. You know, Any they, JRPG, yeah, really. Kind of, they, I think it would sell, like, Atlas numbers or whatever, and that would be it. I mean, I, I wonder if maybe it even got helped a little bit by being one of the only games of its type on the Wii U. Oh, definitely. That but was kind then, of what I was getting at, yeah. is it
0: like, it's actually advantageous for it because it has no competition. Yes, yeah, like, it would question. just get swallowed up by yeah. the library of the Xbox One. And well, that's kind of the
2: question. One. Is like, is it more, did it sell more than it would have normally by having the, the, you know, the captive audience on the Wii U, or would it have sold more by not being limited by these small potential audience that the Wii U represents. Well, the other and side I, of it too is the game
0: could be a lot better if it was on Xbox One and PlayStation 4.
2: It could look a lot better. I don't know if, I mean, I gotta admit, like, the way the, the map works, like, is pretty slick oh, yeah. right, on the, on the gamepad, so, like, if you take that away, I feel like you're making me spend a lot more time in an annoying menu we will put it system.
0: on your smart glass. No,
2: they won't. <laughs> they don't do anything when with the smart glass. When was the last time that happened? Like, <laughs> man, that second screen thing just went out the window, didn't it?
0: Yeah. Okay, let's see... From Vinaraba, what do you think about Half-Life 3 showing up in the Steam database? I don't think anything of it. No, believe it when when I'm playing it. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is anybody can name anything they want in there. So, you know, I don't think it means anything. I don't think Valve has anything to do with it. I don't think it means Half-Life 3 is coming. I just think it was just a slow Tuesday in the video game industry and hmm. someone needed to make some news so, uh, so people, I don't think we even curated that story to Sifted today because we just knew it was ridiculous or maybe we did but yeah, I don't think it, it's a big deal at all or it really means anything uh, Let's talk about what happened to Rhyme from Yakov226 Did somebody put money into it and they're working on it or it's cancelled development hell? I think if there's one thing we've learned about Sony Is that nothing is ever cancelled
2: Until they say so, Last Guardian
0: Yeah, exactly Once you've dealt with the Last Guardian You can not assume any game that Sony's worked on Has been cancelled Yeah, Rhyme like, might come out in 2025 Like, we don't know like, I would say I'm a little discouraged I really thought we I thought we would see it If they were going to show it That would be the time
2: yeah, a surprise to me that they didn't. If it was any, unless there's something horribly wrong. With I
0: mean, it. especially with the whole indie fest that this whole yeah. show was that I was talking about earlier. It's like, why not have rhyme in there when you're showing like a avalanche of indie games? Like, no, it fit right in. Uh, let's see from Alien, I believe that's how you say it. Hey, Shane and Matt, I've heard of folks getting alpha codes for the division for Xbox One. Have you guys received any codes or preview builds for PS4? No, and no. I am not. No. I'm there. The alpha is supposed to start pretty soon. I haven't got anything from Ubisoft yet. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm really starting to wonder about that game, too. That game is, like, it's encouraging now that they're finally going to do an alpha. I'll say that much. Mm-hmm. But as far as its quality is concerned, I'm glad they delayed it, apparently. I mean, apparently it needed to be delayed, or it might have been a piece of trash. But, you know, this game was supposed to have come out a while ago. Ubisoft's track record, I don't know. It's all starting to add up to something not good. And then you look at the fact that they put out Rainbow Six Siege without a campaign and they've delayed the division. I don't, just to me, everything is just starting to get a little funky with that game. Actually, not starting, it's been funky for mm-hmm. a little while. So <laughs> we have not got codes. I do know that the alpha is supposed to start soon. I believe it's closed, but it, you can apply for it, if I remember correctly. I think that's right, yeah. Um, I think there might even be a story curated to Sifted. So have a look and uh, check out the uh, Early Access channel. And I think there's something there. Uh, let's see. From Cheater Hater. Hmm. In the crowdfunding space, do you prefer direct sequels, Psychonauts 2 and Shemu 3, or spiritual successors, Bloodstain and Ukulele? Great question, Cheater Hater. It's a really good question.
2: I'll let you know when I play all those games. <laughs> basically,
0: I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um... Honestly? I think I prefer the spiritual successor, because I feel like my expectations are lowered hmm. in crowdfunding. I think
2: I think depends on the game. Uh, like I definitely would rather have
0: Shenmue 3 than Shenmue-ish. Um, Which is what you're going to get with crowdfunding, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what you're going to get with crowdfunding. Or you mean, oh, you're saying a spiritual successor successor is-ish. But see, I'm saying when you use crowdfunding to make the game, you end up with the watered-down version of the game that you would have got a better version of the game if they just had the legit budget to build it.
2: Well, I think they have the legit budget one way or the other on that one.
0: For Shenmue 3?
2: Yeah. I don't know, man. Have you looked at some of the early reports and the footage that they've shown of it? I've seen the later stuff, and it looks much better. I don't know. I mean I don't I all it needs to do is look as good as a Yakuza game for me. I don't need it to blow me blow me out of the water like Shenmue
0: 1 did. But well, like, I that's I, I my opinion is that if if it's a direct sequel to a game, I would prefer that the game is funded by a publisher. So I know that they're going to have all the money they need, all the staff they need to make it great. If it's a spiritual successor, I can let stuff slide a little bit and so I'm not quite as concerned about the budget that they have at their disposal. Well,
2: I don't I don't I need to see games that are those sequels actually come out first because I don't think we've seen any of them yet. I'm not even talking about um, it specifically. I'm just talking about it in general. Well, yeah, like, but see, I, any but game, your, any your scenario may or may not be accurate because we haven't actually seen that happen yet. So if Shenmue 3 comes out and clearly ran short of budget and isn't finished or whatever like then then I would probably agree. But again, I don't care about a spiritual successor to Shenmue because I want Shenmue to be finished. Whereas like something like Bloodstained or Ukulele that's a much more interesting thing to me, and say, because I don't need it to be a sequel to Castlevania. I just need those gameplay mechanics in place, right? It's like Axiom Verge. Like I don't need another Metroid game if you're going to make another Metroid game that's everything but except it doesn't call, be called Metroid, or like Ukulele. It's like these guys actually were the original people that made some of Banjo Kazooie. Like, just give me those same game mechanics with another coat of paint, and like I'm into it. You know, but it, see, to it, me, it, so it so depends they're... whether
0: I'm there for the for the story or the or the or the, or the gameplay mechanics. The X Factor is the crowdfunding, though. You're just talking. You're, you're kind of ignoring the whole fact of like where the money's coming from and how much money there is. Like, you wouldn't. Pref- Let me ask you this. You wouldn't have preferred if Shenmue 3 was funded by Sega and it wasn't crowdfunded. I don't care. Really? I don't think there's a. Difference. You wouldn't have more faith if this game were, or let's say Sony, if Sony was floating the bill and you knew that there was a huge budget there. You wouldn't prefer that over it being crowdfunded. I don't care.
2: Really? I don't think, I think you're overestimating the, the quality difference and the money problems there. I think, I think the more interesting question is, are the people who made these games 15 years ago still capable of making a follow-up that doesn't suck regardless of whether their budget is there or not? I'm more, inter- more worried about the talent that's in place than the budget that's in place. They ha-
0: I, I disagree with that. We'll move on to the next question. Uh, let's see. What game would you launch PSVR with? That's from Goji GoGo. Of the ones that they show, they've shown, or just anything? I guess anything. I guess anything. If I could launch with anything,
2: <laughs> X-wing versus Tie fighter. That's a good choice. Battlefront in cockpits, in VR. There's, I, there's your system seller. I would
0: launch it with Resident Evil VR. That's a good one too. Just scare the living crap out of people right out of the gate, so they feel the power of VR. I mean. Literally. You could probably just... And I think that demo from Capcom, The Kitchen... Mm-hmm. That should be on the demo disc Actually, for okay. PlayStation if VR. Actually, If you're going to do
2: that, like, um, what would I launch PlayStation VR with? PT.
0: Yeah. That would definitely have an impact. The game that they were going yeah. to make out of that. But whatever it is, I just think it has to be something that affects people really strongly. And even, look, the kitchen, you don't even have to experience it yourself. You can watch somebody else experience it, and it'll freak you out and make you understand the power of VR. So anything that's, like, shocking or impactful, uh, I think would probably be a great thing to launch PlayStation VR with. Another great question. You guys are really firing them off tonight. Uh, and since these are the last Q&A for the year, it's probably a good thing. Mm. Uh, Do you think it would be a smart move, and this is another from Vin do you think it would be a smart move for Double Fine to make a Psychonauts HD remake and do you think they will? No. Probably Um,
2: not. I don't think they will. If they do re-release it, it'll just be the PC version on modern consoles.
0: Yeah, I don't, I would say no to both of those questions. Um, They don't have trouble selling it once. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Vox91, one of our weekly viewers, what's up Vox? Uh, was there was there anything shown off or any one event that happened at the Game Awards or PSX that surprised you? Oh, for sure. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, oh boy, howdy. <laughs> Psychonauts, definitely. <laughs> Psychonauts was a, surpri- was a surprise. I didn't expect. I never dreamed at all. they'd make another Psychonauts no. or even try, because literally the first game tanked so bad, like it tanked hard. I mean, two hundred thousand copies for a AAA game, yeah. even though it was published by Majesco. Back I then, Majesco actually had some money. Yeah. Well, adventure What was it?
2: And then rising, rising to yeah, care killed that. it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Psychonauts two and uh, the fact that we're getting a Yakuza zero Western release in a timely manner would be the two big surprises of each event for me. Yeah, or Nino 2. I mean, I didn't think Nino Kuni two would be ever be made.
0: Uh, let's see. Uh, from Justin Horman, what will it take to get Mr. Kyle to say Jif? Yeah, give me some peanut butter. Yeah, it's GIF. It's GIF.
2: Jif already means two things in English. I've we're, never we're full up.
0: I've never called it Jif. I don't know anyone who calls it Jif. Well, the, the creator of the format said it was supposed to be Jif. Oh, no, really? Yeah, but nobody pays
2: attention to him because it's stupid. I've never heard anyone call it Jif ever. Yeah, but some people call it Jif, but like... It doesn't, it's GIF. It's like, like GIF means a peanut butter and in a hurry, in a GIF. Like, yeah. you've already got, GIF means nothing else except an animated file well, format. Well, if you just
0: so. pronounce it the way it's written, it should be GIF. I think so, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Any chance of DK, from Dogface Pig, any chance of DK showing up on the last show of the year? For our Game of the Year show... I read that, and I initially thought, did a Donkey Kong game come out this year? He's talking about Daniel Kaiser. <laughs> I know, Kaiser. Daniel Kaiser, but like, I was like, I, at first I was like, DK? Well, the last show of the year is in two days, and I have not talked to DK about that, so the chances of that are pretty slim. One thing I will say is that Daniel and I are in conversations working on a new show, so that's my little Christmas gift to you guys. Um, I'm not going to say too much else about it. But he and I are kind of working on something. He actually just started a new job in the industry and it would be kind of a collaboration between Sifted and his new publication. He left the Retro Gaming magazine, by the way. I should bring that up. So he's not there anymore. So mm-hmm. he has moved on to a new venture. And this would be a joint effort between Sifted and his new venture. So that's be all cool I'm gonna to do say. Something with him. Yeah, DK's good people. Um let's see, do we have anything else? DK money shizzle. <laughs> All right, that looks like it's it. All right, as always, thanks to everybody, especially the people who are in Europe who are still awake or just got up and are drinking their coffee. Have a great day, have a great Wednesday in Europe. Uh, thanks for tuning in, even if you are just in, the, in North America, we appreciate it. I know the show runs pretty long, and so for you troopers to sit there and uh, watch us for all this time, we really appreciate it. Again, don't forget about the MP3 option. On all of the videos on Sifted going forward, it'll save us money if you use the MP3. That's for that's sure. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, a if you if, bandwidth. Yeah, if you uh, if you generally turn on GameFace and just listen to it, use the MP3. It'll save us cash, and for a small business like us, it'll it, save you bandwidth. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, it'll save you money too. In the uh, in the in the lands, the European lands of bandwidth caps.
0: And somewhere, it'll save like wildlife or something because we're not using like all the fossil fuels or. I'll we'll go know. with
2: that. <laughs> Save the satellites.
0: Yeah, exactly. So don't forget, in two days' time on Thursday, if you're watching this tomorrow on Sifted, it'll be the next day. So Thursday, will be live streaming our Game of the Year episode of Game Face, and then that'll be it for Game Face for the end of 2015. So on behalf of Matt, myself, Tony, our TriCaster operator, it's been an awesome year. Game Face is up and out.